back to the That Ain't What I Said podcast, episode 7 on this lovely Friday, May 14th. You already know the year. How are you doing, my lovely brothers? How's everything? I'm, I'm off for the next week and I'm happy about it. You off for a week? Yeah. I'm off. Um, well, I'm already off Thursday and Friday, but yeah, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. So I'm feeling like you feeling. What it's, about abs- you, James? it's absolutely splendid. Why you sound like Mary Poppins, though? No, it's the girl for the one of them uh, shows on Netflix. It's a little girl that be saying it. It's absolutely splendid. Y'all got plans? Ken, your birthday coming up. What you doing? I have no idea. Honestly, me and Lexa just took off just to be at home together. Because our anniversary was, what, two days ago? Ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, we just chilling. She got a little head cold right now, so I'm just, excuse me, having to take care of her. But other than that. Y'all should have some fun game nights or something at home. Just y'all to do some creative shit. We ain't got to get out the house. <laughs> we creatively doing things in the bed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's what you always do, but I'm I, just saying. I know. I know what you mean. I'm just saying. Because, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. It took the pandemic for some people to really like staying in the house. Even though I know everybody is trying to be outside. Some people trying to be outside, but then some people being outside, outside. Right. But, you know, now some people love being in the house more. True. And just figuring it out. But, personally, it depends because I was, I'm always in the house. But, like, I want to be out. Then, you know, when you be out. You feel like that shit just drain you being around people. You be like, all right, I'm ready to go back in the house. Mm-hmm, that's me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm in between that. Oh, I got to get out these four walls and do something. Then I'm like, eh, all right. Mm-hmm. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Like, yep, because I'm going out tonight, and I'm probably going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. Well, we went to, um, after I picked, uh, Cali, we went to Chili's. And then I went to the yoga place next to it, and then we came. That's pretty much. And now she passed out sleep. So that's pretty much every night that we got Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> wanted to go somewhere else, but shoot. I saw that free kids meal. I was like, this is where we going. That's where hey, we going tonight. That's what you got to do as a parent. You got to budget and plan and budget. Speaking of kids meals. Then I use my chase chase card. They give me, um, you know, they got the little rewards and stuff you can add on when you use your money uh, at certain places. And Chili's is on there, so I'm gonna get some of that money back. Hey, that's crazy. That party gonna kill me. It ain't gonna kill you. It's gonna be fun. You are gonna have sandwiches and wine coolers, and it's just gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sandwiches. Sandwiches. I'm sorry, I watched Norbit uh, earlier this week. No, I think last week when they added on HBO Max. And I just forgot how funny that movie was to me. I had Kelly watching it uh, a couple months ago. She's like, she mean. <laughs> <laughs> she mean. How you doing? It's going to be me. How you doing? Just my seat. <laughs> oh my goodness but oh my god y'all i've had such a wonderful couple of weeks 
Everything is moving so fast, but hey, it's all good. Take it in stride. That's good. So when are you supposed to actually go in? I don't know. See, I don't know when I was supposed to. Well, the, if the nurse keep calling me, talking about when when do you, the last conversation we had, she asked me, what is the date that you want to go in? I was like, what you mean? She said, the date you want to have surgery. I was like, um, I have no idea, but uh, I guess June or July, soonest. <laughs> so they're sending all my paperwork in to the insurance so it can get approved. So fingers crossed that everything gets approved. Fingers, toes, paid, everything crossed. I pay this because I'm going to have to drop this uh, money into the deductible so I can go and clear that deductible out and we're good to go. Do you have a, uh, you don't have an HSA card? Mm-hmm, I do that. Oh, you going to use that too? Mm-hmm, that's all in there too. And I already had, I already had funds saved up. All the, um, all of my um, actual, my taxes from this year and the uh, checks from um, COVID-19. Okay, then you better budget. Okay, you stimulate that that uh, new body. I hear you. I feel you on mm-hmm. that. Stimulating. Ta- well, it's all government money. Right. <laughs> you better use it. Look. Mm. And the only thing now, the only thing that I've uh, paid out of my my actual pocket is just you know like doctor's appointments, you know prep work, which hasn't been bad. Um, it hasn't really cost that much. Like you know, go to the each appoint appointment and stuff like that. So. It's taking a little chunk out of uh, my deductible, but it's not that much. Hundred here, hundred here, fifty here. That's about it. Okay, then you better. And I can take it, take care of that on a regular check. So, you know, on my regular paycheck. So, I don't need the budget for those. Look at you. You got to plan. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't nobody yeah. struggling in 2021. Baby, because I don't I don't plan on using all this uh, funds that I saved up in my account either. So I'm trying to my best to use to the exact dollar that I need to get this surgery done. And the rest of it, I'll decide on what I'm going to do with it. Or just keep piling it up and then I'll decide on what to do with it when it piles up. I don't know if I want to get a house though. Mm. Oh, oh you, you ready? Hmm? Ready for it. James, he's ready to get a house. No, I, I want to get a house because it sucks. This renting is stuck. Yeah. This is and this is the thing that I hate about this this um I'm gonna call it gentrified renter renting. Just like gentrified housing, gentrified renting. So why do I have to make three times as much on a two bedroom that's the size of my current one bedroom? So I have to be pretty much making two persons salary on a on a size of a one bedroom that I currently have now. And I'm just like, really? And then 
the, the apartments don't even be really updated like that. They don't have granite counters and stainless steel products. They be having this old cheap stuff they get at the uh, at the um, wholesale place. I don't know. That's what I've been. It is. Uh, I just been thinking about that. How people, well, especially there. Cause you know apartments up here, they're they're a lot. But you know you you get a lot that comes with a lot. But I'll be thinking about people out there. I'll be like, y'all don't even have stuff renovated and stuff has mm-hmm. been the same for years, and you're charging the amount of rent that they charge almost out here with the amenities and mm-hmm. all the extra stuff that comes with it, and it's just basic stuff. Right. Like, I can go to Dallas and I don't mind paying something in Dallas because in Dallas everything is you know a little bit more upkeep than things here I don't mind paying the same price I mean it's practically the same price I'm paying $800 for a one or two bedroom and it ain't even updated (laughs) I've been on the house kick I'm gonna need either a house or a um there's some condos that are pretty much the size of a house. Cause you know they sell mm-hmm. like houses. So right. I might I might go for that. But I'm just still trying to get other things straight before I even burden myself with adding on more. Right. I like that. Uh, it was a TikTok where they was explaining like possible stuff they wanted to add. It's like to the stimulus package, and it was one thing that was like twenty five thousand dollars to uh, first time home buyers. I heard about that. And, like, I think that will be good. And I'm nervous. Like, it's like, I, I will, that will motivate me to go ahead and just go ahead and give me a house. So I just don't want to get a house because if I get a house, that means I'm staying and I don't know, you know, how I move around. Yeah, I feel If that. I move around, you know what I'm saying? If I move, let's just say, opportunity knocks at the door and I got to go, you know, I got to sell the house. And we don't know how long that's going to take. All right, that's suppressing. It is the bad thing here is because the schools aren't zoning here is retarded. Like it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like Monroe where whatever the school it's, you it's close very... to, that's what you go to. Is that what you're trying to say? Ooh, that's cool. No, it's not even that. This it's not it's not even that. That's what you would think. That's the type of stuff that happened back home. This is because there's a school that's literally like, well, I can't say that her school is not around the corner, but it's a school that's closer that I would have thought she would have been zoned for. She's not zoned for that school. She's zoned for a school that's around the corner, up the street, then another corner in the middle of a neighborhood. And mm. when we found that out, we was like, what the heck? Because like we went to go register at the school. When we first moved, that we thought she was gonna go to, she was like, "Oh yeah, like no, y'all not zone for here." Cause yeah. it's, it's literally behind it, and then the high school is around the other corner, so it works out. And the other school is more so like on the main street, and their playground is next to a park that everybody uses, which I don't like. So her school is more so secluded in a neighborhood, and it's kind of like offset, which I prefer. But the middle school to 
the the other school that she's not zoned for school which is further away it's weird but with me buying a house or looking for a location i want to make sure i'm able to stay in the same area where she can attend the schools that Mm -hmm. A mile or so, you in a whole nother school district in a whole nother city. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I gotta, I'm gonna thoroughly think before I make any leaps. Flap my wings mm. and fly away. Oh, Joe gotta, Joe gotta come out with these students all day. Mm hmm. Who you telling? I don't know. I ain't paying that. I pay. Guess what? I pay on mine. Twenty dollars a month. I was twelve before he uh, deferred the things. I was like, oh, I will pay this twelve dollars. You can definitely get it. No, I voluntarily paid twenty dollars a month. <laughs> oh. I've been, I, I've, I've been paying nothing because I've been in school the past two years. So. Yeah. I ain't been paying I, nothing because he said. I volunteer, yeah, I voluntarily paid twenty, so they can, so they cannot say that I'm not paying anything. See, ticket is as long as you paying on it at least once a month, whether regardless of that, regardless of how much you pay, they can't come after you as far as garnishing your wages. Yep. Not for school, hey, not for student loans. You done figured it out, now, but other stuff, now other stuff possibly you can, but student loans, no. As long as you make an A payment. Yeah, they don't care. They don't bother you. I figured that out mm -hmm. too. But as long as he said you ain't got to pay him right now, I ain't gonna pay him right now. I pay some other shit off. Then we'll come back to it. Nobody gonna get this. This little twelve dollars yet. One of my student loans is not even doing the uh, CARES Act. Now my federal, the one that I'm doing for my current institution, they are. But the one that I'm paying on. They're not doing it. I don't know. I think it's because it's changed over to a private uh, loan company. Mm, okay. I was going to say, mine has been doing the care act. So mm. as long as I say don't pay it, I'm not going to pay it. Yeah. But I paid it faithfully when I did pay it. Shoot, my sister-in-law wanted to pay them. She said she didn't want them coming after her later on after it was all over with. She said, I just want to pay y'all something. She's like, no, it's a pandemic. Y'all ain't got to pay. You save your money. No, I want to pay y'all. No, I, I said, bless her heart because I ain't want to pay them nothing. I'm not. That's not because I don't want because I don't know. It was mixed views about if it was going to apply or what's going to apply to it. Look, when y'all tell me I can start paying again, it's not going to pay again. As long as you tell me, I'm not finna pay nothing and then it end up not counting and whatever because you was like, I said you ain't had to pay. Look, when it's over, just let me know. Send me that note like you sent me before. We can go from there. Mm -hmm. That's people, I'm trying to figure out where else went. Also, y'all went to um, Baton Rouge this weekend to go I celebrate. Saw. My guy brother got his doctorate, his PhD, doctorate D in education. I'm so proud of him. He is the only black man that got a doctorate in the whole class. Dang. The only black man. Like, it, was, it was a bunch of them, but it was the only black man. So, yeah, I, I, think, 
can go hit different. Because mm -hmm. my cousin got his PhD a couple years ago. Well, he, a, he principally care now, but just and then doctor in front of that just hits so different for him. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always called him Doc. You know, we've always called, I think he's been in my phone as Doc, whatever. And uh, so now it's just like on paper. Crazy. But it, it was good. I had such a wonderful time. Um, I guess when you're around good people, you, they surround you with good people. So I met a lot of his friends, a lot of his colleagues and all these doctors and lawyers and all these, you know, upper echelon people. And they was just very cool. I didn't seem out of place or nothing like that. I had a wonderful time. I see you with your bow tie on. Look at now. Look you at know you. I had to come stepping. Now you know I have to come stepping, baby. If I, look, I ain't know what to, I ain't know what's he uh what to uh. I didn't really know what to expect, so I had to come correct. I said okay, then. I saw that denim hill springs step. I said, oh, he is. I'm in that bougie place, that bougie bar though. Yeah, denim springs, baby. Yeah. And uh, I had the shoes to match the tie. Then I had my tie all blinged out and stuff. You stand up. Then I had my fan to match my shirt. It was hot. But, uh, no, I didn't care. He didn't care. But we was out there having fun. Lord, he can cry, though. <laughs> he got emotional. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, you got emotion. I got some of it over on camp, but that's just for me. Well, you know, that's a big step, especially for mm -hmm. me. And I've seen, I've literally seen what it's done. Like, I mean, my cousin already had recognition anyway, but adding that in front of that, like, I can see what doors are open for you. Mm -hmm. And what it does and how people, just the level of respect people give you. When you yeah. got that doctor in front of your name. Mm-hmm. And I've told him, he always quick to say, well, I ain't changed. It's just a letter. It's just a, a word. It's just a it's just a letter in front of my name, a couple of letters. Um, I ain't changed. I'm still the same person. I see, you know, it's not about you changing. It's just to have way people change around you. <laughs> we know you ain't changed, but people will change around you. him. I say he's the same person to me, so. He has never changed. And then, uh, I think during the weekend, I didn't even, I went, we went out a couple of times, and then I think Sunday, uh, for some reason, I just said, let me go and tack on another night. To stay in the bedroom since I come home and I have to be at work. So I'm working from home. Ain't no sense of me coming here and staying a day at the house and my computer sitting right here. So I said, nope, take an extra day. So took an extra day and then went on to New Orleans that night. Got a little taste, got a little taste of bourbon, a little taste of bourbon, just a little taste. Went too, too long. Just a little sip. Mm -hmm. They open, open. Mm -hmm. They open, open. Trust. They open, open. It's not. It wasn't as packed on Sunday, um, so which I like. It was really nice. 
out there on Sunday. That's what I like. And then we got before it started raining. And then I'm trying to dodge the rain and the, uh, driving right into it, leaving the hotel. I said, oh, well. I hate driving in the rain. I got caught out here in the rain. It started hailing. I had to pull over. Mm-hmm. Well, another accomplishment I did today, which is not a really a big accomplishment, but I've been wanting to get my windows tinted for forever. Because on my... Oh, well, I guess it's my new car. But uh, I was like, I really need... And I want for my little business tent, but I don't want to run around, walk, you know, ride around with the tent so dark that it's like always dark in your car. And I can't see at night anyway. But anyway, so I was going back and forth about it. So I went and spoke with these people today. Well, I guess it's car place. He gave me like a quick little consultation. He was telling me what percent he'll give me. And I went ahead and put my little down payment down. I was like, I will see you in two weeks. I'm about to be rolling around, flipping off everybody and they can't see me. And I'm so excited about that. Because these people here, these people here crazy, bro. They be trying to. People just do that. I don't know. People just, I've heard about some Caucasians. I haven't had any problems, but I've heard about some Caucasians, you know, trying to run people off the road. Oh, the Caucasian. The Caucasian. Yeah. And do the most. You know, the, you know, they try to do the most for the colored people. They're doing too much. But I was like, so I was like, uh, because my, um, my aunt's son-in-law was son-in-law. Yeah. Was talking about you it wasn't think about here. the relation to the person. It's her stepdaughter's son, husband. You know, whatever. You can confuse anyway, yourself. I confused myself. I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, he was saying it wasn't here, like in DFW, but he was saying it was in a part of Texas where, um, the man was on the highway because he he once again is getting on me because he's from New Orleans. So he he here from Louisville. He he's trying to just tell the importance of how it's important for everybody to start carrying now. And I'm not comfortable with it yet because everybody else has the license to carry. I don't. I was like, I got a mace. I know the mace is gonna work because I didn't kill myself. You know. He's like, I understand you got mace. He's like, but to to some people, that's like Tabasco. He's like, you need something else. So he was like explaining like how. It was somewhere in Texas where the guy was like purposely kind of trailing and messing with this black woman and her son on the highway. And you know, she was moving out of his way and then he'll do whatever and jump in front of her and she move out of the way, he jump in front of her, whatever. Basically, he was he was messing with her and then, you know, started shooting at the car talking about, you know, it needs to be one less black person on the earth or some shit, like crazy shit like that. And they was talking about, um, aunt was saying her, her husband had a altercation, like, dude was kind of running over it on their side, and her husband's type, you know, he kind of, he'll pop off, and he carries, so he'll be quick to, you know, and she was just like, you know, you, they looked at them, they said they looked at the man, and he looked crazy, they was like, sometimes you just gotta chill, try to be the bigger person, but then wave and let him know, like, like, don't mm. fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just not there yet. So I was just like, I really, I won't take anyway for the for the summertime. You know, the heat here different. But I also am just at a point where, because little mama is friendly. 
uh, she, you know, she's friendly. She waving everybody or whatever. Mm-hmm. She don't know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't want her to wave at an asshole, and he try to do the most, and she right. not, you know, know, you know what's going on. So I'm just like, cause she'll get mad. She's like, Mom, they didn't wave at me. Like that's rude. I waved. They didn't say nothing. You know, and I'm just like, I had, to exp- I gotta explain to her because also, you know, I gotta let her know, like, it, it is some nice other ethnicities out there. But you also gotta watch out for the ones who act like they was raised by wolves. So I don't know. I said I just need my tent. I just need to be in my car. You see my outline. You know, so the popo won't fuck with me. But other than that, I don't need you looking in my car starting to bullshit on the fucking road because you feel like it. And I talk too much shit anyway because I got road rage. And I really got it out here because people do like, they drive so stupidly. It's crazy. So I'm always talking shit. So I need to be talking shit when you can't see me talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I usually don't care. Because one, one, I remember one lady pissed me off so bad. Because it was in the morning. And it's the the light that I, I'm at. I make a right. But it's also, you know, traffic coming from the left side. And I'm under this light where I can't see the traffic that's going straight. So she, I don't know if she was late. Or whatever. But I get to this stoplight. And she coming out of this neighborhood. First of all, she was probably already pissed. Because she probably wanted to jump in front of me. But it's like, I'm already coming. So then she honks at me. I had just drove up to the light. And I'm like, whoa, bitch. This person is coming to the left. I don't know if they can stop. Or they can go. So you honking at me. It's not going to make me want to move. So when I did go. When we did go. And we ended up going the same direction. She was far over to the left lane. I guess she was like going straight and I'm turning right to get to the school. I must have rolled up because the way she did it, she pissed me off. I must have rolled up to the side of her and rolled my window down and she looked and I stared. I gave her the like the deadliest stare. And I'm like, bitch, if I get in the accident, you gonna pay for my fucking uh, car or whatever. Because it was like, a, it was a little one of them. I guess she might have been a baby carrying a trainer. Because her ass is real fucking nervous. Like, she wouldn't even look at me. Because she knew she was wrong. That's what you do when you do something wrong. You look down and look away. <laughs> you look, she tries to look away. And I stared at her ass. Because I could go. Because it wasn't nobody coming. Even though the light was red. You know, I could turn right. And it wasn't nobody coming or whatever. But it's the fact that I pulled up. And I directly stopped. And I stared at her like. like but she was really mad. Like, she was really honking at me. Trying to want me to go. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know if this person is going. You ain't finna give me no accident. And I must have stared at her. And I pulled up with her on the side. And I rolled my fucking window down. And I stared for a good three minutes. And she got real nervous. And she turned her head down and went, And I pulled the fuck off like, bitch, you got me fucked up. So yeah, that type of shit. Because these motherfuckers too, I was driving today. These motherfuckers in this huge ass truck. And his truck was damn near my back seat. And I'm like, you know, if you don't get over it, what's so bad about it here? If the lane is free... So if I'm in the right lane and I'm not going fast enough for you, the left lane is clear. Ain't nobody coming on the left lane. What they will do is ride your ass on the right lane instead of getting over on the left lane and getting in front of you to go faster. That's crazy. So many people do that here and it bothers me because I'm like the whole left lane is clear. If you want to go faster than me, go around me. Facts. And then... And then they'll be all up on your tail. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. 
And they do it so bad in the school zone. And it's a little neighborhood. And I'm like, before COVID, the cops were always over there. It'd be either a cop on a motorcycle or just a regular cop car. Like in the morning or afternoon, they don't be over there as much. So it's 30 miles per hour. So people, people be going 40, 50. And I'm like, first of all, it's illegal to park in the grass here. So the school is in the neighborhood. So to get to the school, we're going through a neighborhood. So it's four or five cars parked all along the side of the street. We don't need to be going too fast to knock off nobody's car. So why, so why are we speeding? It's a lot. Though I say I need my tick, so I can talk mad shit, and you can't see me talking mad. You just see it outlined to me. Right. Because it's ridiculous. I don't think that upsets I am... me. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead. Because I was like, and that's another thing. I didn't know it was illegal to park in the grass here. You know, we do that shit at home like it's nothing. It's True. illegal. What the hell? And it pisses me off because so many narrow-ass streets in these fucking neighborhoods, these cars be, like, taking up all the space. And I'm looking, I'm like, look at how that good grass you can park on. Like, what the, the fuck is grass. this going? <laughs> Good, good grass. Good grass. Park. Yeah, good grass you can park on. I asked my aunt one day. She said, yeah, it's illegal. And then my other friend was saying that when they parallel park on the side, she was like, her mom got a ticket because when you parallel parked on the side, you have to be parked like the other cars. So if the car, other cars are facing frontward and you parallel park and you're on that same side, you have to be facing frontward. If you're facing the opposite direction, they'll give you a ticket for that. Dang. What the hell? They want everybody to look all neat and shit. I don't know. You just fucking parking. I guess they say it's, it's, it's already big enough in Texas and it's already too many people living here. At least y'all can do be organized in the process. <laughs> I guess. It'd be some good grass they can park. I'm thinking good, about the people. Be, stuck on that good grass. <laughs> I'm thinking people at home got grass driveways. My baby, uh, my baby, other grandma got a grass driveway that people park on when they can't get in the regular driveway. Oh, we... Like all this good grass. Dude, the house I mean, I got a grass driveway. Got a grass driveway. Hey, the streets are too narrow for all y'all asses to be. <laughs> and then the way they be flying down there, I could just see somebody knocking off somebody's mirror and just keep going. And you wouldn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready for my tent. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna flip off. Shoot, the only thing that makes me upset, like when driving, is like you be at a stoplight, and as soon as the light change. They honking at you to go. And I cannot stand it. That makes me want to get out of my car, sit on my trunk, and look at you and eat some chips. Like, you fin you I like, like just fucking change. You want me to go? You ain't that much fuck of a hurry. And the ones here last so long. They longest like the ones I used to say at home be like, dang, they like just turned fucking green. Now it's already yellow, boy here. You gonna be sitting at the light for at least five minutes. They make sure everybody get gone. Be like, dang. Yeah. It's. I said I love living in Texas, but I could, I could, I hate that these fucking drivers. And there's so many people <laughs> with with new car tags. They be driving crazy. I'd be like, you don't want to even. You just got the car now. You don't even want to just. I call that. I call that little penis energy. <laughs> A little penis energy. I don't and little click energy. I rolled up on two motherfuckers with uh, two damn temporary tags. I was like, and they was driving crazy there. And one had, don't let the motherfuckers with the luxury cars. They act like they got regular Hondas and shit. I know we got a lot of luxury <laughs> dealerships here, but 
Baby, you in a Mercedes. Your part's going to cost more than mine. Are you driving your car like you in a 97 Honda? <laughs> I looked at somebody's dad said, I can't. Mm-hmm. My brother used to, my little god brother that when he used to drive like that in his BMW. But I was like, boy, you don't need to drive like that. You better drive it. You better get that truck. Then now he got a truck he could drive. Now you can drive that truck like that, but don't be driving that. Car hey, like them luxury ass cars. You know it's gonna take three hundred, four hundred dollars for a, one tire, and you gonna have to get your parts sent over from freaking the other side of the world. Like why? Mm-hmm. That girl said freaking the other side of the world. Their parts will be having them people be uh that's why them people when they be buying them foreign cars at home and they have to travel to like Shreveport and shit like that to get shit fixed because they ain't got no luxury car dealerships in the city. That shit be crazy. True. My friend got a uh she got a Mercedes and she was talking about you know she had a Mercedes truck. I think it's maybe twenty sixteen. It's twenty sixteen one. Every time she be having get she used to have to get tired, she'd be pissed off because them tires be three hundred dollars. Damn. And them oil changes be expensive. Any place that they have to li- get your car and give you a loaner for a day or so, it's mm-hmm. an expensive ass fucking car. Like, like you need to not be driving that car like that. Right. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm making me scared to get my Tesla now. Shit. I see a lot of those I, here. I want a Tesla, but at the end of the day, mm-mm. I'm sick of my I, kid. Look, I, if I got it, if I got it, it would be some, you know, you it'd be like you pull it out the driveway, <laughs> you go around the corner, around the corner put, it back. put it back. I, I remember I used to want like a Mercedes or like a Lexus SUV, but I'm so gonna hold on like safety. Cause they don't mm-hmm. be making them cars like they do not. They don't make them good. Cause like when I got into my accident on my birthday, the dude was in the Cadillac, and even though it was like it wasn't a newer newer Cadillac, but it still was a new enough Cadillac. And mm-hmm. the way the impact tore up his front of the car, damn. I was like, and he was on with us, so and it fucked his shit up. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I never. Cause it was funny when we when I went to go get the rental car. At the place I was at, they only had two cars available at the time. They had a, um, I think it was a Ford Taurus, and they had a Cadillac. It was similar to the one he had, but it was much newer. And he's like, I got, I only got this, and I got that. I said, I'll oh, give me the Ford. I said, dude, I got into an accident. We had the same car. It didn't work out for him. Give me that Ford. I don't <laughs> want that shit. Like, I don't want it. But a lot of, and that's why I don't like getting brand new cars. Oh, somebody like, why don't you get a brand new? No. Why would I get a brand new car? I smash it. It's gonna. It's 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 already you know not really made quote unquote as it used to. But mm-mm. that's why I'm only doing used cars for right now. Now unless I want a new car, if it's free, I'm just paying tax, title, and license. We can we can go ahead and get me a brand new car, but me paying a note, no. You gotta think about the car model because mm. me again having kids, like I wanted another kid because I had that the the car that I had exited in was a 2019, and even though it was a 2019, it was practically brand new because a company used it at I guess um 
they didn't really go that many places in it, so it didn't have that many miles. Mm. But the fact that it had side airbags, I never knew that cars would have the airbags on the side. That's what side, that's what saved the side that Kelly was on, because she got hit on that side, but it was the passenger side, but it still was impacted. So the airbag came out on that side, which helped the glass from not breaking. Mm. And I was like, I mm. never knew that cars had airbags on the back. So I was like, I definitely got to get another Kia because that lets me know that this is safe and the, imp the impact of how the car was hit. Because between me hitting, between him hitting me and me hitting the pole, well, it was cool. So that's why I got to get another Kia. And people be sleeping on Kia, so they come out with nice-ass cars. They look, oh, yes, I do. Like, I, do. Cars. I do. I want me, a, I want me an Optima. I either want me an Optima or I want the, the some, it's some other car that they got. It's probably the Stinger. Yeah, look like a yes. I got I got that Optima, and I'll be looking at the finger like God damn. So either, so I have a twenty twenty Optima. So either I'm gonna go with the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one SUV when the time comes. I don't I don't want nothing right now, but I want they got a um they got a bigger one they just came out with called the Tell You Ride. I want that. It just it's kind of like they their Tahoe version basically. Mm. I want that eventually, but I'm good with my Optima right now, but I definitely want an SUV. You know, like I'm stuck with kids. I've just been looking at all these electric vehicles they got coming out. I'm, I'm trying to drop that, that little, I'm, I'm trying not to have to worry about gas no more. I'm, I don't trust electric too much, but. And like I said, if I have like a lot of these new companies like Kia, I think Kia just came out with one, uh, Ford finna come out with one. I just want something now. If it's electric, I just needed to have a gas reserve so it can switch over when it uh when it runs out. And I don't because I just don't like to run out of power and I gotta go find a place to plug up and all that. No, I needed to like have a fuel reserve. That's why I say if I if I, uh, if I ever get like if I ever get a Tesla, if I don't get a, like a long range one. That I'm not gonna mm -hmm. drive far with and not have to worry about like they have it now, they finna start upgrading them to where you can go as far as like I think three, four hundred miles, four, five hundred miles on them before they need a charge and stuff like that. But if I do get one to start off with, I'm gonna I'm gonna just get one right around the city in. Shoot, if I if I get a Tesla now, I mean I probably can go back and forth to you. Houston now. Yeah. Maybe. Before you probably I'll need be, you probably uh, like a charge in between. Mm -hmm. The only charger station I've seen there is the one by that hotel. By the mall. Oh, yeah. I haven't even really seen any here. Well, I well, I ain't gonna say like they probably got something in like Dallas, like in the in the city. And they know you I've can. And they have it to where you can charge it at home too. To where uh, all you gotta do is just plug up and plug it up to the outlet in your house. Somebody uh. They lived. They lived in our uh, neighborhood. They had. I don't know where they are now because I don't see them. But it was a Chevy Bolt. I think it was, and theirs is electric. And they had plugged theirs to the outside outlet outside of the um. You know, you have the outside outlet outside and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And they and they was charging theirs. Cause I was like, what is this long ass cord? And then I realized it was connected to the car. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I'm uh, nobody's next to my cord, and then they running off and have the whole block party off my power. <laughs> oh, now you got you know, over here we've been living in gates, you gotta get in, can't, can't get in just all willy nilly. Like, see, I was like, I'm giving up on the luxury, 
I mean, because the, the, the regular type cars are coming out with nice ass cars. So I was like, I'm giving up on trying to get like a BMW or. They used, like, used to be the kid dream. Go, I'm going to give me a BMW. I'm going to give me. Yeah. And you know, that, that status car, you know. That used just, to be it, but now, shoot. Them cars coming up. Because I'm telling you that that kid Stinger, man, they'll make you turn your damn head. you like, what is mm. that? I'm going to look up right now. It's, it's real nice. And then they even, like, the last car I'm had, it right now. I had um, the Forte. The Forte it, was good. See, I love this thing because see, the thing just gets it's long, it has it's long, but it gives you race car and luxury at the same time. And then the inside is no, y'all, y'all know what's fire. Um, how they sent me uh, uh, um, they sent me a thing for the new uh, who found like the car that I had, the red one, they got mm -hmm. a 2022. Limited one and it got a panoramic sunroof. The inside of it, the screen is fire. I have a thing with screens. <laughs> that screen on the inside of that car is crazy. I do because like I like the way it looks with Apple Play. That thing, man, I said I thought about it too. I was like, I might switch back to Sunday. That's what made me fall in love with Tesla because they they screens and they kind of look just so big and nice. I just like it. I'm gonna have to let me see if I can find like I'll see y'all the picture of uh Cause I had to figure out like what the hell. So I was like, what are they sending me? Hold on. I'm gonna see that picture of this. Cause I was like, which test do you want, uh, Ken? Oh shoot, let me pull it up. Oh shit, I think it's the model. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. Somebody at our, you know, somebody at our old job had one. The one that when we was at Oliver Road, somebody had one. Somebody had a test? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody in management had to be. I saw, saw it. It was there. It was there during when you were there. It was probably when it first came out. It was just one of the basic models, so that's why you wouldn't really necessarily see it. It was very basic. Okay, so it's probably something just new came out just for somebody just, to be like they yeah, got it. It was blended in with all of the cars, so you really wouldn't tell unless she was actually looking at it. So, let me send y'all the Saturday's Hyundai. I think it's the Model 3. What's he about? Ooh, the S. The model S look real nice. That that steering wheel like it belong in some of the future. Oh, that do look nice, Amy. On that uh what's this one? The Hyundai? Like the one I had. Let me let me see on the front of it. The panel so the only one that has the panoramic view is the uh the limited. The rest of them kinda of look normal. Oh, they look nice. Like, they look, look fire. They look nice. And then they, um, how much was it? They weren't really hitting too much. I can't remember what, how much it was, but it wasn't a lot. I was like, they trying to get me, though, but I'm trying to see. I wanted the, um, 
Kia also has that Kia Sorento, that new Kia Sorento they just came out with. I thought about that too. Because I'm getting like that SUV itch again. Even though I love my car, my car is bigger because my the Optima is a bigger car than the Forte. Um, but I just really I'm getting that SUV itch again. Like I really want a trip. Itchy, itchy, itchy. I don't know. We shall see though. Let me work on paying this off. Speaking of cars and gas. Oh, the shortage. Oh, Lord. The shortage. The oh, my God. Damn gas and the plastic bag. <laughs> I told oh, my aunt she said, what? I said, then I was seeing the picture of the couple in Atlanta. They asked getting, like, six gas cans and filling them up and putting them in the back in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? But then, in the hot sun. Then it's, I just got an article. Mel in Louisiana uh, hotel turns out to be a guest storing gas. What the hell? Uh, I can't do. And then for people to say they had to drive around to seven to eight gas, gas stations in their room to get gas. Look, I was at the, um, it's a gas station on the corner I always go to for like breakfast in the morning or, or to get gas. And I, I was on a half a tank. And I said, let me get her and get gas. I just feel like people might be stupid, but it wasn't even there. It wasn't even a lot of people there. Mm-mm. So I was like, okay. So they just being a late, they just being extra. They just being extra. It, 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 it wasn't even a lot of people. Um, it wasn't even a lot of people when I went to go get gas. I just went to go get gas. Top and off. Ain't, I, and, I don't uh, think it's like here, but I think it's like a, it's like the East Coast. It's like that. It's just only affecting their side. But of somebody the, says they don't have. Um, they don't have different outlets or different sources like we do. For some reason, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I think that their the pipeline they get their stuff from burst or I forget what happened with it. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't know. I just know that they have they on the shortage on their side of the woods. It ain't affecting us like that, so we straight. But you know, unless you hear somebody say something going on, they try to do the most on here just to prepare themselves the yeah. way they do with the fucking pandemic. Yeah, with the damn true. tissue paper on water. Right. Right. We still got face some cases of water we went through yet, but it came. <laughs> It came in handy for that damn snowstorm, but shit. Man, I don't know if y'all saw it. It was a picture of Michael Jackson. It was like a young picture of Michael Jackson with his arms holding, looking upset. Someone saw how the CDC looking at them folks putting the gas in them plastic bags after dealing with the pandemic. It's just dumb. Y'all just stupid. So, while we're here, we're going to get up. I'm going to ask James this (laughs) because I think this is funny. I don't know, even though if you know where I'm about to go. So what you think about Portia in this Simon situation? Don't know nothing about this. Huh, James? Like, what you think about? It? So look, let me put you on. Okay, so you know Portia from Real Housewives. Nope. Housewives. I think I seen. Like, I think I seen something on Instagram. I know but... you seen plenty of you know, on Instagram. So, long story short, the new season that just ended. This girl, who I guess. She didn't know like that. Well, she befriend, bef- like I guess befriended maybe before the pandemic. I don't know. Um, her husband, the, <laughs> she married like the the, the guy's a little bit older, and so they was always trying to clown on her because well, not always all of them, but you know people trying to clown on her because she was a younger person married to an older dude, but he had a lot of money. So in short, Portia was posting pictures on Mother's Day. 
with her child's father, her ex-fiance, and him. And she had her hand on his chest. You know kind of how you have your hand on somebody that you're talking to when y'all post a picture? And they're like, why is his hand on... Then later found that it came out to the fact that they're now supposedly engaged and in love. But she was supposedly friends with his ex-wife now. What the hell? Oh, wait, pause, because they're not even divorced yet. They're in the process of one. It's real messy. And in my mind, I'm like, what are they doing this for a damn storyline? Mm-hmm. What you think, Dan? You think it's this fake? To me, I think sometimes when stories catch, people say, go on with it. Um, Or it could be like, riding the wave. It may, you know, this... This this may be fresh, but just robbed away. So Portia probably like, you know, hey, I know we ain't really established and everything, but let's just ride this way. Because I've seen I've seen people do that. And I mean, you know, it don't be really be that serious, but since it's newsworthy and trending, they're gonna ride the wave out. So that brings me to my next question. So if someone approached y'all, because me and my homie had this conversation years ago, he was like, yeah, he'd be on a reality show. Wait, what? And I was just like, ugh. He said so he would be on a reality question. show. He would. So this is what I'm about to ask y'all, because we, we were just talking about, um, I don't even know how we got on today. I guess we were just talking about LA and like what goes on in LA or whatever. And we like was making up scenarios. We was like, man, we could be, you know, we could create a show or something. And, I, and then he mentioned he was like he would do a reality show because I was like I wouldn't do that because I feel like it gets to the point where they try to assassinate your character at some point, especially. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like uh, he's like man I know for a check he's like I'll do it and I'm just like eh. so if someone approached y'all and asked y'all would you be a part of a reality show on a major network that you know gonna get some some views and gonna get you a good little check would you do it? Would you sell your soul? I don't think I could. I, I don't think I could because it's just so hard. See, I guess for me, it's like I feel like it's hard being someone that's not me because I feel like that's all reality TV is they're going to make you out to be something that you're not. And then, like you said, assassinate your character. So how they feel like if one day you think you're doing good in the show, you think your character is, is, is establishes this, the one day like, you know what? We need you to go out there and do this. And now on social media, they out here calling you this, that, and the third. And I'm like, man, I I, I can't do it. I'm not finna go out here and, and betray who I am for y'all, y'all money and ratings into the check. That's stupid. Mm-mm. I'm not finna do it. And what I, I don't I, like is the editing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm about to say. What I don't mm-hmm. like is the editing because you could be being yourself, and it could be. Mm-hmm. Just normal shit, but because of the fact that they feel like it ain't juicy enough, they might take a part out, switch a part up, take a part from another season and put it on there and make it look like applied to this season. Because I've seen that happen so many times where people get pissed off and they like, wait a minute, that's not the scene, or wait a minute, that shit was from season one and we on season three. Right. And you inserting, you know, little comments or you inserting little background noises or background commentary. And that was like a year or so ago. Man. I can never do it. It's a family that I love watching. Um, Chrisley knows best. I fucking love them. I feel like that's the only reality show where they're truly themselves. 
Like, because the daddy on the show is funny as fuck. And he just who he is. Like, you can't make him do too much. Because he already do too much. Regardless if, the, regardless if the camera is on. I feel like that's the only reality show that I can genuinely watch. And feel like I'm getting something authentic. Without somebody being like, hey, do this, do this, do that, do that. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you this. Me and Lexi set up to about 4 in the morning last night. 5 in the morning. No, about 5. So all we watched was One More Chance. I don't know if y'all watched that or not. And it's uh, it's on Zeus TV. It's pretty much Chance from, you know, New York. I love New York's show. Trying to have his own chance at finding love or whatever. It's him and his little brother. And they're, it's these girls, they all are from social media. And they auditioned to be a part of the show. And it's produced by Ray J, Princess Love, and Jocelyn. And they pretty much like do like Flavor Love. They are there on their show to find love. But at the end of the day, none of them females wanted him. They was all a girl flat out straight admitted that she came on the show because she was going to expose, get exposure for herself. And she wanted to get money to get her body get her body done or what stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. And the girl he chose ended up having OnlyFans. And, and she does other dudes for her OnlyFans, but and Chance can't accept that, so he ain't with her no more. It's it's the whole reunion show was ratchet, cause all they did was fight. I, man, y'all just have to see it for yourself. That whole show was ghetto. And then to my doing the season two. I don't even want to watch nothing on. But that's what I'm saying. They just doing that for a check. It's not for real. It's stupid. I don't know why like, I watch this shit. It's so stupid. And we continue to consume that shit as as this fucking paper. Or goddamn. And then they brought New York back on the show for one episode. That shit was funny. That shit was mm-hmm. stupid. Only person they didn't give their flowers to is New York. Pisses me off. Right. Like she um, was really like she, she was is deep. the motherfucker. It should get all her motherfuckers. She the one that should have all the bad. All the yeah. opportunities. She, she really did, Kemp. She really did. But she doing she doing a lot now, though. Mm-hmm. To be honest, you're the she between her and Delicious, them the only two people that you really heard about. Mm-hmm. And um, and what's the other one? Um, was it Hoops? It was dating. Yeah, dating Shaq. Yeah, yeah. At one point, them the only three. Well, I I don't even know what Hoops doing because I haven't heard about her. But between Delicious and New York, them the only people that you hear about. You forget about everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. I like I just uh, like I guess it's like like me and Lexus have uh you know you know, you know the app Pluto TV yeah so they, they they have a station where they just do them but rerun all the old flavor of love and shows like that I'm just like man we really sat here and watch this shit every week I'm sorry I, the only way you can ever get me to watch reality this show if it's the real world man real world was and road rules was everything back in the everything day. that that was reality tv even everything. though you know because you could tell but see what i did not like is when you can tell when reality tv became a thing because even in real world and road rules you started to see the insert of of other stuff like ken was saying people editing and uh people inserting other situations to make it juicy right they didn't do that back in the day they didn't and you know they did I not do like, that i feel like it started getting like that when i'm gonna say the love and hip-hop era came yeah mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because road rules and real world, even though back then sitcoms were still happening, that was your little sprinkle of reality TV. Mm-hmm. But like like you were saying, it didn't. You know, you could tell who had tension in the room with each other, mm-hmm. but you could tell it was natural tension. You could tell that no yeah. one was forcing them to have tension. Right. And then you know it came up to the. Okay, we're starting to get out of the sitcom phase and lean more into more reality TV. And then it started to get extra, extra juicy. The challenges, it was like, see, to me, reality TV was the real world road rules, College Hill. Yes. You know, all that. Those were reality TV shows. Now, you know. (laughs) Wrestling was my reality. (laughs) What'd you say? Uh, Right. You Look, I didn't learn about. That was my dumb but didn't learn about wrestling until later on. Right. It was like, kind man, of like these folks really just be acting and just like especially the rock. The rock played the fuck out his role. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. But yeah, it was just kinda like and then I just started to see this shift right, right when uh it was like Flavor Love and all that. After Flavor Love this shift started. When they started inserting because if it's not that juicy, you riding off the wave of flavor love. And you want that you want that uh those ratings, but you can there was no natural way of getting those ratings. You had to insert. What pissed me off was everybody had a love show after that. Do you know yeah, rock of love? Everybody for the love of AJ, for the love of this person, for the love of that person. Everybody wanted to ride that wave. I was like, oh. Because everybody probably couldn't believe that Flavor Flavor was Flavor Flavor. Flavor Flavor looked how he looked and got fucking women that. And then you got. And now you got The Bachelor. You know, I'm just saying, like, okay, we were dominating. Black folks was dominating the reality TV. Then it shifted over to this The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, girl. I haven't even watched one, one bit of those. I've shows. never watched them either. Me neither. It didn't have enough uh, flavor for me. Flavor. Sure didn't. <laughs> even, even, it was very unseasoned. Even the times when they were Black Bachelor and Black Bachelorettes, it never just mm-hmm. drew me to the show to watch it. And then they were I, very, they were unseasoned too. And then it's like, with me watching these love shows, like Flavor Love Season 1 and 2, and like, at the end of the show, I'm like, what's the point of watching it when at the end, the, work, the girl, he a quote-unquote shows ain't gonna be with him in the end anyway which it, i never understood like you you chose y'all fault y'all quote-unquote played this game to the end where you quote-unquote won his heart and then now that after the show's aired they've uh they haven't they've been dating outside the show for three months or haven't seen each other for three months whatever whatever it is and then they have the reunion is oh we just decided that what we had is it's just good friendship or what we had is is it was real at the moment we realized it's not gonna work out. Like why the fuck would y'all waste no, our because time? What happened was popularity was kicked popularity. in. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Popularity kicked popularity in that kicked in. opens the gates of other stuff. And other people start to kick in just because just like, you know, for some odd reason in this human condition. Uh as soon as you you are found as soon as one person finds you attractive, then everybody else finds you. And then everybody else wants. Yeah. 
So whatever they when them females win that challenge or whatever, that's when it goes out that oh all these men want me now. I'm famous, so they know who I am on social media. I don't have to be with Flav anymore. I just, I'm exposed now. That shit yeah. was crazy. And then that I get and it was weird though. It's like you watch those dating shows and then they didn't have their phones to be on social media. They couldn't be texting nobody else, nothing. And then like like I said when I was watching the One More Chance of Love or whatever the show that was on Zeus, they all on their phones on social media digging up dirt on each other as the show was going on. I was like, This shit retarded. And this shit was done during sure. this shit was filmed during COVID. And one of the girls spit on the other girls. They was like, Yeah, why you spit on me and it's COVID? I'm like, Man, this show was just ghetto. They wouldn't let them have their phones and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that was the era where, of course, cell phones were like, starting to come out, really. Yeah. But they wouldn't let them have none of that shit. The only thing they had is that damn house. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep, that phone. Oh, it's another reality show, y'all. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched this shit called The Circle on Netflix. I, I, I watched a couple episodes. But I, I like it. It's pretty cool. That, that that takes that not having your phone to a whole new level and putting you just where you just talk to these four and five people and based on how you interact with these people is how you rate it with, with them. And if you're top rated, you get $100,000 in the end. So, it's a, I like it. That's a, it's a pretty cool show. But everybody on them motherfucker catfishing each other, though. Mm-hmm. They encourage that shit though. Like one, like the episode me and Lexi just watching the season. We on season two, and one of the care, one of the people came in as Lance Bass from back uh, from uh, Insync, I think. Uh, yeah, and the person that was playing Lance was his personal assistant of fifteen years. Oh wow! A girl came on there as her as her husband, but she playing as a single dad. <laughs> like it's just like people just coming there just to do what they got to do to win their money. And then after after they get eliminated, they get to go see somebody go to see meet somebody face to face. But they in that hotel room or apartment building, whatever they got rented out for however long the show lasts, they cannot they go anywhere. They can only go to the roof to to the jacuzzi or they can go to the workout room, but they do not see each other or anybody else until that show is over with. That's crazy. That's that's like, and then me, I'm not a social person at all. Like, like talking about, so I'm not gonna last long in that kind of competition. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't do drama, so they like that. Is she boring to watch? <laughs> Get her ass out. Because <laughs> I'm not one of the people that do just just start this shit just to start shit. I'm just like then, I be trying to. Get and away and, from and, it. and there were people on that show. Like it was a girl from Texas. And it was like she tried to. She she was trying too hard to play the game. And like she was a part of the, she just had a hand in eliminating somebody else, and so she thought one girl, the girl that she you know was on the top with, that they had to both make the decision to eliminate somebody. She thought the girl was throwing her on the bus when she really wasn't. Then after that, everybody put her made her have to be the bad guy and they eliminated her. Like, see, so you play the game too hard or not hard enough, you get cut out. Hey. Y'all gotta watch Chris's Knows Best, though. That shit is funny. It's on... If you, you're talking about Pluto, if you look on Peacock, Peacock mm-hmm. is a free app, too. And it's on there. Um, It come on USA now. I think I know what you're talking well, about. It came, on US, it came on USA back then, too, but, like, it's the more recent episode now. 
I think it's like season eight, but they got all seven seasons. And let's, and, and let's really talk about Chrissy. Y'all been like ever, 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 ever say that a feminine straight man can't exist. Because you've on seen TV. it before. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I, I don't I know about how he is in real life, but don't ever, 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 yeah. ever say that a feminine that straight man yeah. cannot exist because he is very like metrosexual. Yeah. He's very heterosexual, yeah. and he can yeah. say it, but then you can tell. I feel like I honestly feel like he is straight, but of course, like you said, he owns his metrosexualism because he in mm-hmm. fashion and all that type shit. Like I, I mm-hmm. never doubted that he wasn't. See, that's the thing that you go see, Ken, because he's. Mm-hmm. But then when you think about it, it's a lot of them in the south, and he's from the south. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but that's he's, why I don't understand, like why we. I mean, even. Even white people themselves be like, oh, he would be. No, he wouldn't. I've seen men like that. Yeah, like he not, he's not. So the thing is, um, he comes out feminine. He has his whole family or whatever on there. But he funny as fuck. I think mm-hmm. I've seen. And he gives off. I think I've seen bits and pieces. So then he didn't. Hey, when he went off about his, uh, his, when they was talking about his grandbaby. Baby, oh, he, he goes off. He, he don't play, play about that. He don't mm-hmm. play about Chloe, baby. His grandbaby. He showed out. Mm-mm. His grandbaby is biracial. Oh, his son, mm-hmm. his, one of his his oldest son had uh, a baby with a black one, so they have custody of her now. So somebody said something about her. Her name is Chloe. Like you'll see her. Like Kelly love Chloe. I got Kelly into it because you'll see her. I think she like eight now. So from season one through seven, you'll see her grow up. Went from like go from a baby to like growing up or whatever. And uh, somebody said something about him. I mean about her. A couple of uh months ago he went in that's one thing too he funny as hell because he'll tell you off like a female but you, you'll get it from a man perspective and people try to say that he's gay but he's metrosexual and i look at him and i'm like that's how some people grow up in the south you can tell that like he has some mainly aspects of him but then also like james saying he has some feminine aspects as well right because he in the bed every night always talking about having <laughs> telling his wife you gonna give me some ass yeah. <laughs> like every night they get ready to go to bed he like so you gonna do that thing you did before like he always do that shit like he's a man man for real but then he has some parts where he be <laughs> he be straight just the way he be walking sometimes he used to cross the legs i'll be like yes Man, I gotta watch come on show. now and then his oh his mama his mama name is Faye, and they call oh her my nanny god Faye. nanny Faye, man. yeah nanny Faye is the epitome of the grandma who be like i ain't got no little kids no more i'm grown as fuck you can't right. tell me what to do and, and he be trying to run her life like nanny Faye be getting like be drinking and getting drunk he they be mad at her because she be out drinking she be like i'm about to go have me a cocktail like this morning we was watching it uh, on Peacock, and it was, um, he played a joke on her, because he was said talking about how she drive or whatever, and uh, he played a joke on her and had a police officer pull her over, because he was riding the car, he's like, mama, you like, I said stop sign, and she was like, well, I stopped, I didn't see it, she country too, they from South Carolina, but they live in Georgia and Nashville, and she's like, well, I didn't see it, and then the police get behind her, she's like, well, I'm going to have to stop now. <laughs> and so the police driver is like walking up to her. She's like, I'm so nervous. I might shit and go blind. I was like, what the, what the hell? hell? Like the type of shit they say. 
I'm about to she watch said, this I'm show. I'm so for nervous, real. I might shit and go blind. I have to watch this shit for real. Boy, <laughs> I, I think I've seen this up. family before. I think it was something with Steve on Steve Harvey's show. Yes, yeah. that was him. Yeah, that was him. Okay. And he told that girl, she said, I'm not calling you a hoe. I'm just saying you got hoe tendencies. I was like, <laughs> what? Busting up. He said, I'm not saying you're a hoe. I'm just saying you got hoe tendencies. Okay, I got to watch this I say that girl, my so fucking funny, man. I bust out laughing because so, it's like I watch it so much that every time I watch it, I miss what somebody said. I never knew she said, I'm so nervous. I might shit and go blind. I was like, what the hell? And then when um he began to tour with his son Chase, like his son Chase turned oh eighteen, God. turned eighteen, and he thought because he turned eighteen, his curfew was gonna be later, like midnight. And he was like, uh uh-uh. uh, he's like, ain't nothing uh open past uh midnight, but the ER and the legs, and you ain't going to neither one of them. Like he's hilarious. He got control over his kid. He be tracking his kids' devices and shit. Like he's when I tell you, I'm telling you, you gonna live it. Y'all gonna bust up and watch it, and I and it's it's truly it's truly authentic. Cause you can tell that this is how they act, cause they be on Instagram acting the same damn way. You don't mm-hmm. be no he don't be no facade. He was on Instagram when it was snowing. He outside with a, a spatula trying to get the snow off the car. And his, da- his daughter uh, filming. His daughter filming. That was a spatula. Uh-oh. He had a spatula in his head trying to get the damn snow off the car. I'm gonna try to watch I was busting up. That made me. That gives me. Buried by the Menards energy, so I have to watch that. You got I gotta to get, I gotta get that. Too. Y'all never watched yeah. Buried by the Menards? I just, I haven't got to a point where Baby, I watch it. Yeah, everybody telling me, everybody telling me, you got to watch you it. Got you got to, you got to watch it's, it. Like it's the yeah. mama, it's, it's the mama. It's not, it's, it's funny. And, and the uncle, uncle, it's them, cause and like the uncle. The, the uncle is my, Ooh. is my dad, and my, and the, and the mother is my aunt. Uh-oh. The way they interact with each other is how is how exactly how they act in this show. And it's so doggone funny. Man, the uncle's so damn funny, dog. Oh my god. Yeah. So kid, tr- truthfully, it is the it's the white version of Bear with the Bernards. I promise okay. you. It is. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it then. I got I, I watch promise it. you is. Man, uh, when he was talking about that, uh, James, when he was talking about the other day, and I had uh, sent that message, I said, man, this shit got me cracking up. And I'm so mad that it was not that many episodes. They need to come back. Mm-hmm. Cause that damn uncle was killing me, especially when he bought that old ass hearse and he driving it around. And I was like, "What the hell?" Everybody keeps. Everybody guy. was talking about that. He, he got a deal on that motherfucking hearse. Old ass hearse. He did. He talked to. He talked. To, boy, he talked that man down. They was trying to buy that new hearse. He talked that man down off that price. I said, "This type of uncle you need in your life. You go to the car dealership." Because mm-hmm. he, he talked that man all the way down. Yeah, so if y'all out there listening, y'all ain't seen Buried by the Bernard, go ahead and put that on there. If y'all ain't seen The Chrisley Knows Best, get your peacock and catch up. Guess what I've been watching, though? What? These people got me into the handmade table. I want to start that because I hear people talk about it over and over, and I really want to start it's, that. It's, 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 it starts off weird, but then you just like a it's like a car wreck. You can't stop watching. You know, don't like it. It is pretty much like it because it's very weird. It's pretty much a show that if the world, if the United States were in today, how the world would be. What show is it? The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's sitting like, really like, like a fictional future type thing? Mm-hmm. It's like if the world ended, 
if the but world like it's, I mean not the world though. you're not the world ended but no it's it's like now it's like let's just say in 2021 if something happened to this country and they had to rebuild from scratch and let's just say it was pretty much this say let's just say like this if that if the capital was successful how it the handmaid's tale is pretty much how the country will be ran wow no joke if the insurrection on the capital was successful the handmaid's tale is the show that will exhibit how this country will be ran crazy mm -hmm. i'm into season three and i see it it's somebody was like, they was excited they gave them see uh season four and they gave them a couple Shoot. episodes sure baby that, that it's probably gonna be some more it's gonna be some more because it's 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 good i'm not gonna lie it's good it's, it's, it's triggering but it's good <laughs> i gotta finish watching invincible Oh, they have Then they popped off with this other. Then they popped off with the other show for Netflix trying to, I guess, battle with in, in, Invincible. There's so much shit coming out because I didn't even know that uh, Mike Epps had a new show coming out. And until mm -hmm. I just so happened to put it on, I watched a couple episodes. I'm still trying to get into Jamie Foxx. Uh, yeah, Dad, stop embarrassing they, me. They stay kind of slow. I don't know what it is. I'm 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 thinking this because of like how society is now when it comes to jokes and comedy. But it feels like they water down Jamie Foxx and, and, and Mike Epps like they I know they're funnier than what they're showing in these shows. Yeah, but it goes back to what we talked about last time. It's like the whole what you can and cannot say and what's offensive now and yeah. But you know, it made me think about that made me think about this too also in the nineties. Where did we get the term calling your significant other big daddy from? Or daddy? Like where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Because now it seems like in my mind in my just mind. now. It goes back to it don't go back to, but I just think about a little bit how it people had issues with their fathers being molested. So it's like, where did we get the term "big daddy" from? Like now we be like, oh, you looking real daddy-ish or whatever. That that's cool, but you know, that's like, but but yes, remember. Daddy, Yes, daddy. Yes, yes, daddy. Oh, daddy. But, like that's kind of like. What the world? But that's but I. Mm. Don't they kind of coincide with the same thing like sugar, the, like sugar daddy too? Yeah, I. But no, I think that coincides with sugar daddy. I think that coinciding with sugar daddy. That's what I was like. Don't they coincide Cause I just, with that? Because with, with sugar daddy, I just think it's an old nigga out there with change. You know what I'm saying? Like some old niggas. But, but see, when I when I think about sugar daddy. I guess it does coincide, but when I think about Sugar Daddy, I think about some old players that be in the club looking at the young girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I say Sugar Daddy. Put the sugar in the front. They Come on, baby. I got some sugar for you. That type thing. But just, 
don't know. But we got to be, but we got to be honest. We always, huh. we got to be honest about the situation. We've always had this, uh, a subconscious, um, fetish. I don't like to say that we're fetish about older guys wanting younger girls. Come on now, color purple. That was some real. See, that's what I Let's said. The color purple is real. People don't believe that, but the color purple, the narrative of the color purple was real. We Next had day, stories. Yeah. If you go in your family, you had stories where your great, great, great auntie or great, great uncle or great, great aunties got married at 12 years old. Y'all yeah, right. got in, and they would, and they wouldn't marry to another 12 year old, they would marry to grown ass men. Yeah. So that's what that come from because they've always been this is this has existed however this has been you know i i don't want to say if this is tribal but yeah it is tribal you think about it it's it happens tribal. in other countries it, it happens in other countries at first i was going to say it was more european but no when i go back and dig back into some tribal stuff you can find the same thing it wasn't as it wasn't as popular in certain uh places but in certain tribes yes they did marry young you know you was a wife at 13 years or how whatever they counted as i guess the younger um, you the younger you are and the more easy for you to pop out the babies and fertile you are and infertile and all that kind of stuff so yeah that was the thing back then not and you know of course we're saying oh it's not okay now with molestation but back then that was we just basically stay with the norm so did they categorize how they, that's they all, like that's rape all. culture how they feel like you know some of the shit we say back in the day was real rape culture-ish is no. that kind of into that thing no i would <laughs> say i call it the i call it uh the transfer of experience and sound from generation to generation you know you always have experiences like we always we will call rape culture, rape culture, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we would, you know, call it rape culture because it was unwanted sexuals. But sometimes the, the, the girls already knew this was going to be done. This was the norm. So Just like the handmade sale. <laughs> So let me ask you this though, because I seen a TikTok that a guy is, he does a series called Hard Pills to Swallow. Um, and mm -hmm. I want to know how y'all agree with this, because he said I, I don't know the percentage that he said or whatever, but mostly what he said was um, a great percent of males are raised by single women. A great percent of the teachers that men come in contact with with are also women, and uh, and stuff like that. So if you think about it it's not he said if you think about it it's not toxic masculinity it's a lack of masculinity in men because they're around so much you know women or growing up would be with with women they're raising and there's a lack of uh dads or male role models for them so no do you think that he's saying that there may be some lack of masculinity that men Bullshit. are going to have these issues or, or, or the way they are so i don't i don't know I call it bullshit, <laughs> and and the reason why I call it bullshit is because right now the, we have two separate. Uh, we have the old conscious community, and we have the new conscious community. 
new conscious community is calling out that shit right there bullshit because it's not there's no such thing as a, a, a mother like there's no such thing as um this masculinity scale from the absence of black fathers there's no such thing well they didn't say black father he was just saying fathers period. i mean like yeah father's spirit but we, we we're gonna say that he's basing it off of blackness he's not basing it off of everybody because in the white community you have sons with their fathers and the son may be a little femme or the father may be a little femme or giving off their metrosexual but it don't compute less like like uh Chrissy knows best with the with the father and the son. Father is like straight up, you know. He's he has the femme voice. He's metrosexual. The son doesn't give off that. He's and he's around men. So the son is not giving. The son may give it off every now and again, but yeah, but it ain't like yeah, yeah, ain't just like his dad. Yeah. So that to me is bull bullshit. If, if that was the norm, and see, that's what people get this fixation on trying to find an equation on something. We stay trying to find an equation, and things are not, it's not an equation for anything. There's not a black or white. Everything is pretty much gray right now. Back then, things were black and white because we, we were not evolved. Everything now has evolved, so we gray as fuck. Well, so that, we and we're dissecting so much now. But, now yeah, it's like yeah. you, you, you're looking too deep into shit. Yeah, yeah, we're looking too deep into it and not really applying where we are now versus where we were back then. And let's be honest, people still got traumas they ain't healed from trying to mm -hmm. validate some shit that's going on now, and you can't heal from the past shit that you got mm -hmm. there. All right, period. So, I mean, that's... Um, you know. Oh, I'm so glad we on this topic. Let me scroll over because I had some notes on another topic. Hold on. Just... It's like it's is that is a sensitive thing when you try to tap into who is missing from the household and how are you now. Mm -hmm. I always say I understand the traumas that you have from missing a parent or not receiving that love that you receive from a parent and how. It makes you cling on to other people or try to pull that love from someone else or whatever the case is and not dealing with it. But I feel like now we're all at a space where shit is in your face. Like if you got an issue from 1985 and it's 2020, you got to figure it out. Like you can't yeah. keep holding on to it because you got to figure it out to proceed and not just to proceed for your well-being, but you got to figure it out to proceed for your offspring's well-being. Or for the person that you're interested in dating. Like I saw, um, it's this pastor in Houston, Pastor Keon. He was talking to, I guess he was on live. He was like answering the questions or whatever to the interview viewer. And he brought up the thing about dating. He was like, the thing is we date a representation of people. Mm -hmm. Like who they put, like who they put in front of you. He was like, nah, I need to know about everything. I don't want to date your representation. And then six months later, find out who now. you are. He was like, if you got daddy issues, I need to know up front. Right. If you got bad credit, I need to know up front. 
if Amen. you got this, if you don't trust me and I need to know up front. Like he was just saying all the stuff that you and have pop. traumas. I need and you to tell me now and not and, and not wait six months later for me to see this person and we too deep in whatever we deep in. He was like, I need to know now so I can determine if I want to deal with you. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to hear nobody be like, My daddy was there so I don't feel love. And okay. see, right, right, and see, that's what I'm saying. That's that's where I'm coming from when I enter into a situation where I'm getting to know somebody, even if you're in a friendship. Let me know who you're about. Let me know it's okay. And I think what happens is we don't tell people it's okay to be vulnerable to me. Um, it's safe for you to be vulnerable. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to take what you tell me and run and, and hurt you. A lot, I think, and, and sometimes... We as black people, we want community, but we are scared as fuck of each other. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. It's because, because of judgment. Judgment. Like, we, people, we, we judgment sit here and talk about uh, our, our mental health issues and stuff like that and say it's okay now. But shit, it's too late to be telling us it's okay to talk about it now. Yeah. Because back then, growing up, you were weak <laughs> for telling your people your emotions. You were weak for... Or saying how you felt and and letting getting off your chest of your problems and traumas, people look at you crazy. Mm-hmm. You and people, like shut up, like get mm-hmm. over it. And that's right it. now it's still right. going on because right now you have these young kids that's in the middle of it. It's like, okay, on social media, y'all, y'all telling me to let it out, but you judging but, um, but 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 in the household around my friends, they telling me to keep it in. So. Sometimes we get, you know, the young kids, I, I, you know, they talk and say stuff like, well, how do I reconcile that? And my family don't like me saying too much, but when I go online, I can express myself and I can just do whatever I want to do. And I get love, I get respect, you know, people, you know, have empathy for me. But I can't get the same empathy in my household or in my community or in my environment that I do on social media. It's also that's what we have a lot dealing, of people wrapped up. Because mm-hmm. you're also dealing with you still most people in the household because as millennials now we're into therapy now we're into talking to people now we're into expressing to the younger generation if you feel some type of way tell somebody but we also because i say this in my family we're also still in a household of people who were still born in that era of what happens in my house don't leave me Mm-hmm. If you feel in a certain way, you don't speak about it. This is right, and this is not wrong, and this and this and this. And I'm just like, I sometimes being as like the open-minded person that I am, because it's the, it's just talks about sexuality, it's talk about this choice, it's talk about this. I don't care what you see is right or what you believe in or what you feel like who should love who, whatever. That's that's like, if I was in a certain position, would you still would you still love me? You you have a voice and opinion about what you feel like is not right. But if it was me, would you still feel that way? And then also, not even that, you sitting up here trying to tell people who not to love and people be with people they shouldn't be with. Just stir up shit. So it's like, you got to comment about such and such husband or such and such wife, or you just dealing with such and such husband because of this person. Because of this family member. That's the only reason you put up with them. But then you try to turn around and tell somebody who they can love or how somebody should feel or whatever that case is. It's kind of like, a, it's a lot of, I feel like, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So it goes from what's in my house stays in my house. Don't say this. Don't say that. You can't feel this. This not right. 
And then you use the other tactics in another situation. It's like, where's the gray area? Like, are you not understanding? Yeah. You can talk about, I don't know. You can long... talk about everything but that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as most of the parents that we have who refuse to deal with their trauma. Cause I, I'm just gonna be open. I know mine got a lot. She got a lot of trauma. She won't, she won't acknowledge it. It's a taboo. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting older, I see so much more mm-hmm. from me trying to, you know, not bring trauma over to my seat. Which it's like I understand you got- where the where it comes from. To like, I understand where they're coming from. Like I said, they like you say it's. it's I don't know if they don't want people to know about their business or out of fear that someone use it against them, which I feel like that has happened to a lot of us as a black community. So therefore, they don't want to divulge the information to anybody, including the therapist, because you never know how that information is is taken. And also another thing is that they don't want to talk to a white person about about, uh, issues because they can't relate to us. So... It's it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy because it's you don't like therapists coming out. You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about. It's like, I don't quite understand it because you don't want to talk to black. You don't want to talk to your black friends. You don't, but you will talk to a black therapist. You you talk to a black therapist. You don't want to sit in front of your black family, but then you don't want to talk to white people who probably would. And I'm not saying that white people would be better but i'm just saying availability you don't want to always excuse me until we have 50 percent of black folks in the therapy session we are it's gonna be like they're 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 um you're gonna have the their black therapist overwhelmed so at some point we have to be comfortable with telling people outside of our race that won't judge us. It's about picking the therapist. It's not necessarily about the black people or the, or the white people, but pick your therapist regardless of what their race they are. Because it's some black therapist that no, <laughs> I don't want you either. I feel that. So it's it's about you learning how to pick your own therapist. And I'm and I'm saying that because I had a black lady therapist, but I had also a white. Uh, life coach and pretty much sometimes my therapy sessions will cross over into my coaching session so i was telling her stuff and we was having a good conversation there was no judgment there was nothing she was a white woman she knew i was a black man it's about picking the right person um that will actually listen to you and know you and see you and also, oh. before you even get to that point of picking the right person, you gotta you gotta be honest with yourself and say, mm-hmm. "I got, I got whatever James did back to me in 1975. <laughs> I'm still holding on to mm-hmm. that. It made me feel X, Y, and Z. So now that I feel so, how James felt and saw me in 1975, I feel like Earl and Michael and John saw me the same way." So I couldn't fully be myself or I allowed certain things to happen that I wouldn't allow to happen because I didn't want to repeat the same cycle, but yet I'm 
repeating the same cycle. Repeating the same cycle. And sometimes I've always, you know, I had started a uh, support group back in like two years ago. Not even two years ago. It's been like five years ago. Uh, tried to start a little support group for gay black men. And I, what I wanted to just have casual conversation, we kind of, you know, got to know each other, whatever, and just, you know, talked about serious topics and things that went on within our lives. And I said, I always said that my mission was, was to get a whole bunch of people talking to one another. Not necessarily about our sexual conquest, but talk about us navigating these circles and navigating our lives as gay black men. Because at the end of the day, we all were going to have a similar or same story at this table. I wanted that so you can, so people can find commonality in one another and not so much of a difference. Even though we're gay black men, we are so segregated amongst each other. And I'm trying to get, you know, that point to where we can all kind of come together and have some commonality versus, I guess, versus the competition pretty much amongst each other but you got to be vulnerable you got to be able to say you know some some hurt me and blah 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 and the next person gonna say some some hurt me too and you get everybody in that circle saying the same thing you can breathe it just gets better because you know that you're not alone so i think like vulnerability especially if you're trying to be vulnerable with a person of interest. Mm-hmm. We all have that feeling of, am I giving up too much? Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy that you feel like you can't, you, you ask yourself, am I giving up too much? But then you, you give up your body. It, ooh, come say it again. I'm guilty. I ain't going, you know. I'm not say it, say it, sis. You give up too much information, but you give up your body. Okay, <laughs> pointing at myself, you know what I'm saying? I got the back pointing to myself, and I'm just saying it's just crazy that you'd be like, oh my God, if I say this, will this person think I'm crazy? Or, oh my God, will I say this? Will this person look at me differently? But, you know, I'm going yeah. to hop on top of the thing right out mm-hmm. without and an that, issue. And, right, let me tell you, and this has just happened like, before we even got on this, this talk, I had told somebody I was talking to, been talking to him for a week or whatever. I told him, you know, you know, I was getting the weight loss surgery. Ain't heard a piece from him yet. And that's been about three, four hours. And we constantly been texting, you know, back and forth. But as soon as I said that, it was go. And I was just like, did I say too much? Then I was like, hell no, nah, I ain't say too much. He gonna find that out anyway. Uh, it's about a, to happen in a couple of months. So I'm like, shit. I have a question. I have an answer. I need to understand what I just read on Facebook. What did you read? Somebody posted. This is a post for time. Uh, so after I, get, I just have to read this post to you. This woman says, I'm a lady age 29 and I have been married for five years with a son. My problem is that since my husband got married to me, he has never cheated on me. And I feel like he is not a real man. Uh, I'm not saying that he should cheat on me, but even a rumor that he has a girlfriend somewhere would be would have been better. Why is he not like other men? Please advise me because I am planning to leave him. Wait, what? What? I don't know how true this post is, but this I just read that and I went, what? 
But you know what? I ain't gonna lie. That post may be true. You know that what? Post, that post is true. That go back. That goes back to what I just said, right, James? Some happened to you in 1975. Mm-hmm. That you ain't. And, and that you ain't healed from. And now, mm-hmm. Earl and Michael. She says she feels like he's not a man because he does. He has not tried to cheat you, on her, or there's no rumors that he's cheating her. And because of that, she's planning on leaving. The, oh him. my god. What? You know what? That goes down. That goes into play. And, and this carries over into something else that, I saw on TikTok. A girl abuse. said that she was in a relationship. She met this guy. They dated for three months. She treated He treated her like she was a queen. He bought her stuff, paid for her food. He had a car, bank account. He had checked all the boxes. But after three, and he told her that if you want to, you know, pursue, pursue a relationship with me or if that's what you want, you know, I'll give you that. Or if you don't, we can just be friends. That's cool with me. It's whatever you want to do. This is like the, a, a great guy for her. And she said she got rid of him and dumped him and went back to her ex who bought her a $15 gift card for her birthday. Make it make sense for me. Shut the front door. It's self-worth. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta love yourself though. Again, that's they, 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 they come and know from... that you, and know that you are worth more she, and you deserve she, more. She even said herself more. that the guy was a he was a guy. He was confident. He wasn't a pushover. He was a great like a lot of women who think that think about guys like they would think that he's a pushover. She said he wasn't even a pushover. He was a great cool dude. He checked all the boxes, but she just didn't want him. Yeah, she she was scared, and and that's a. That's a that's a normal thing when you've had so many fucked up dudes and they the same, and you get this one that's very different, and you like what's going you you pretty much. You on, question if you he's hang, if if he's if the same, but if he got a different agenda. Right. Because we have all these men that come in here like you like you said people dating this, uh, people be dating this facade. But when you actually get down into the relationship. It becomes a whole. He turned into a whole totally different person. I can understand that because, like, when I started dating Alexis and we were together, even now as we're married, she feels like she doesn't deserve me as a as a man. She does like not like she just doesn't feel like she doesn't deserve me. And I keep telling her, "What are you talking about? I'm just and then, like she. I don't know. She just feel like she just ain't doesn't deserve me. And we had problems with that in the beginning of our relationship. Like she just felt like." Like she didn't deserve me as, so, as a good man that I was, and I was like, "Stop telling yourself that you deserve whatever you allow yourself to to want and deserve." Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say it anymore now, and I'm happy about it. But it's sometimes when she starts to feel insecure, I have, after I rip, I have to reassure her. But then you gotta also think about it from your point of view too, Kim, because you had trouble before you met her. Oh yeah, I did. So you had to, you had to also you know learn to allow her to trust your heart as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like. That's just that's just the that's just the vibe we in these days, and I hate it because mm-hmm. um I saw a question that somebody posted on Instagram. This girl posted on Instagram. I forgot if she got something off of a Twitter. <coughs> a Twitter, bless you. She got something off of a Twitter um post or whatever. So she did a poll for the men, and she was like, she asked the question about. What did men feel like was a bigger commitment, having a baby or being married? And it was so many, it was so many crazy, I don't know, it's crazy to feel like 
someone feels like a baby is a better commitment than marriage. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. What, what, That's crazy what, what, to me. What, what was it again? What was the poll? So it was it was some type of post that she posted from Twitter that I don't remember what the post of the person said. But so the post and per, so excuse me, the person posted the post and she decided to make a poll off of the Twitter post. And she asked for the her men followers, she was like, What do you feel like is the bigger commitment? Marriage or a baby? And she got a lot of responses that basically said that they would choose the baby over marriage. Why? Mm-hmm. And I just don't, you know. Maybe it's because a lot of because people, because internal internally. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say a lot of. I think it just comes down to a lot of men don't want to marry. They, or they, I don't know, they just commitment issues, and therefore. Let me see if I if I can I find know. what she posted if it hasn't left um yet. But like somebody said, a good thing she went straight for the shit juggler. She was like, a lot of niggas just want to fuck raw and then try to act like it ain't um. Well, and this possible. is my thing. You know, I'm a gay man, so I deal with dudes all day. Regardless if they straight or gay. Because, like I said, I don't, I, got, I don't know if it's because they want to have that, that they want to have that child without having but the, the relationship. But the marriage is usually, but the journey to marriage is usually driven by the woman. Okay, so yeah, this is the this is the post. So it says, women who date men for from your experience from your experiences are men more open to the thought of marriage or impregnating you. Hmm. And a lot of people said babies so um, most women said guys would rather get them pregnant before marriage so mm. then somebody said it's probably a primitive thing they saying men want to spread mm-hmm. their seed yeah somebody like niggas are hoes who love to have sex raw but don't want a relationship i just remember my nigga my nigga saying shit like have my baby all the time in the beginning like what yeah that's that's toxic too because but, telling the woman somebody say, i don't know how true my theory is but i think because the baby is permanent and marriage marriage isn't yeah that makes sense too man it makes sense to people that because marriage is not permanent, marriage not permanent. this is the kicker this is the kicker this right here this answer because i can attest to this i feel like that's the way that's their way of keeping you around like i know i've I'll, I'll always had mm-hmm. her and i can't fuck that's that's literally yeah. I can attest to that because th- I've had a nigga be like, you ain't going nowhere, like you you know how I guess assess my feelings to how my feelings were for you before this little person came along and now it's like I got you forever like you ain't even fuck nobody else like what I've witnessed like, uh, what? oh I don't say I won't say witness I've personally but it. I've heard stories of like of like how. A guy would he like she was already had a, he already had a baby by this woman, well, I think two babies by this woman, and he she was pregnant with the third, no third and fourth was well, you know she she got three kids now but two of them are his, one by somebody else, and so she when he found out she was pregnant with the fourth or whatever that also wasn't his he started being a dick to her like he like he he already wasn't taking care of his duties as a father before but. It's just that I don't know what it is. It was like when men have this woman in their life, 
they don't want to they want to keep him, but they don't want to marry him either. Mm-hmm. They impregnate him and then keep him around. Then when they start messing around with other dudes or messing around with a dude that could be a potential great man for them, that's when they want to come come back around and fuck their head up. That beat your chest like I'm the fucking daddy. Are right. you? Right. But see, that's called. But that see, that's that's patriarchy, and that's also you belong to me this entire that if I impregnate you and you got my seed, you belong to me. Because actually, that goes back to subconsciously our tribal roots. Yeah, like I, they kind of fucked up in our head, but but that is a tribal root. You create you somebody pregnant in in the tribe, they they gonna be looking at you like yeah you they, she belonged to me. And don't Which let is you crazy. and don't let you be uh the, the the baby daddy and then she finds somebody else that's actually wanting to be a father to mm-hmm. your child where you're not doing it and oh that kill your ego even more. Hell yeah, like what? And then it's okay, like it, it's always like people that I used to hear people be like, Oh, you know, you're gonna have that child, y'all gonna have to deal with the child so they're eighteen. And I'm like, No, this is a for everything because Whatever, if you have two active parents, whatever your child is involved in, they're gonna want their parents there. So you're gonna have to see that person for the rest of your life to one of y'all six feet under. Mm-hmm. I always said that. You can't never be like, That's oh, six, 18. You and, know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make sense. And thinking about, you know, I'm just kind of throwing this out there, just kind of left field. But, you know, sometimes we gotta also think about our behaviors as black people, our experiences and how our, how we are culturally we do they do have roots in Africa and sometimes those things linger around. Yeah, we got on the slave ship, we came here, blah blah blah. But some of those things that we do that we don't know where it came from. Generational curses. It's it's, it's kind of like not necessarily generational curse, it comes from our African roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanna say, uh I don't know if y'all remember uh, from Black Panther, I watched the interview with uh Ryan Kugley or whatever his name was, if I mispronounced his name. That's right. But the producer, um, and him and uh, some other people, him and uh, Chadwick, um, they actually went to Africa to study stuff for Black Panther. And he was talking about loitering, what we call loitering today. And while we stand in front of our, uh, like when we stand in front of stores, while we gather in front of our houses and stuff like that, we do it subconsciously, but that is something that comes from our African roots. When you stand in front of your home, that means you have wealth. So some things that we do subconsciously in this country that we, you know, we don't even know why we're doing it. It's just a part of who we are comes from our African roots. Hmm. Some of the behaviors that we do, uh, some of our mindsets, the African mind, the, the African American mindset. Some of the things that we do that we don't necessarily understand has roots in Africa, and how tribal, why it's important to learn our tribal roots. Of course, they may be a little triggering, and not really adaptive to African American uh, culture and social norms, but those where they come from just like the baby you know the the spreading the seed in some tribal countries tribal yeah tribal countries men putting their seed in a woman was a sign of belonging then the, the, the you know them having the child by this particular man 
you know, is that, you know, when they be talking about, oh, I got all these different wives and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. That was the case. But the way in which you got a wife is you had a child by her. So some of this stuff is tribal. Well, I need that shit to go on and go back where the fuck it came from. Cause y'all gonna say like it can't. I'm I didn't, sorry. I didn't learn my second time around. I just pray. You know, I prayed that I, I keep speaking into existence. So I spoke my first pregnancy in existence. I was like, I mm-hmm. want a child by 25. But I, I used to also say I wanted to be married. And I fuck around. That didn't work out. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this time around, my her sibling will come from my husband. Cause I'm not dealing with the other shit. We gotta be one. We gotta be to the death of us part. If you wanna mess up, I'ma collect your insurance money. I'm gonna just put that out there. Yeah, I've watched I just don't snap. understand how <clears throat> you you can date a woman and be with a woman and then when they have that child or you have that child, you won't don't want no part of that woman. I am not sure if that woman irritates you because like after now that that the child is involved, that you have more responsibility or is yeah, that, that she's pushing you to be more. Than I'm you about to do that. Yeah, or, or like I'm about. To, huh? And it's a Go life ahead. change as well yeah. because you. Yeah, life. You, you always find out and know who people are when a life change comes. Because it's a life change for the person who is a first time mother. Because you don't know what to expect. As many people try to prepare themselves for the birth of a child, you can't do it. No matter how much money you got, no matter how many classes, no matter how many books you read, you're never going to be prepared for this life change that's going to come. That's a learn-as-you-go experience. So, it's not for the weak. And I'm going to just be honest. And some niggas just see the, I don't know, the see whatever comes ahead and get <laughs> terrified. Or... No. Think about the fact that whatever they had to deal with with the last baby mama, and they don't want to go through it again. I don't know. I don't know. I'm about Man, I seen one. Like I don't know if y'all have seen the videos of it, but it's like a black lady in Texas that's a that's a part of child support court. And like the stuff yeah. I see on her court show about child support just amazes me. Like one couple or whatever have you. She was uh he he's a black guy. He had he has custody of the child. And he wants to put the mother on child support. And he, she, she says she feels like she doesn't deserve to pay child support because he wanted her to have the baby. And then when the baby didn't come out to be a girl, she felt like she didn't what? want it no more. And that she felt she wouldn't have to pay child support for it. That, I mean, that's like, stupid shit like that. that. Like, you got that. people out here breaking their backs for fertility treatments and people who have consistent mis- miscarriages. You know. But I can't. But I can't adopt or have children. The idea of me as a gay man having children is 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 unbecoming. But you know, y'all can go out there and yeah. just have people. And then the other, it was two other stories that amazed me about how parents are. Like one was the guy, the woman uh, put me on child support, and he had to get a paternity test before she determined that he would have to pay for child support. So he get yeah, there and, and he was like uh, being, being rude, like I, this is a waste of my time. I don't need to be here. I got stuff to do. And she was like, "Well, the court ordered you to get a child, a child, I mean, a paternity test. If we did, he said I'm not the father. He said, "Well, if you would have took the test, we could have proved that today. You wouldn't be worried about nothing." He was like, "Well, whatever. This is a waste of my time." He didn't get the test done, 
And she was like, so what do you do for a living? And he said, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a waiter and I go to school. And she said, that's weird. What were you doing six months prior to that? And he was like, well, I was working at this accounting firm making good money, but they were going to do layoffs, so I quit. And just to make, just to go ahead and just get rid of myself because I, I was worried they was going to get rid of me anyway, so I left. But kind of really what he did, he quit because he knew that if she, uh, she proved that it was his baby, they was mm. going to be getting him uh, all his money out the ass. I know people who's, who moved across state because they was going to have to pay child support. Just then, not to pay. Guess, but guess what she did, though? Because of that, she went by his income from the past job and not his current job. Yeah. And that's what they <laughs> they, that it's money. called back fucking pay. Niggas is stupid. And it's the, called and back. The, and pay. the other one was uh the guy another guy had custody of his son and found out that the mama then went the son that came and told the told his dad that mama then bought some new purses. She's an interior designer, but she the one took out a loan on a life insurance policy for thirty thousand dollars and got uh and boy and bought purses. And then told the husband uh the, the son told the dad about it and he took her to court. And the lady was like, okay, where the money is? She said, somewhere he can't get to it. Well, he said, you're going to touch it now. <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. It's, you have people who don't truly want to be parents. You have people who use the baby. You do have some people, because everybody wants to argue the fact about who is a good dad. And you want to argue about the women being spiteful or putting the people on child support just because they don't want to be together or but you have some men who don't want to take care of their child because the mama don't want to be with them it's just a twisted thing but when it all comes down to it your ass need to pay attention to who you're humping on why y'all why this conversation triggering me because, I no. mean, that's, that's, that's no. what happens when I all come down to it. And it, like, like I told you before, yeah. they say how people mm. put a representation of themselves. I don't feel mm-hmm. for the okie I feel for the okie doke of a representation of somebody being in that role and doing what they're supposed to do. When it all came down to it, now it was mm. like, you want of me. Right. So, you know. We slip up, we have fuck ups, it's times we shit happens. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I'm just like but, you know, I'm act- y'all, y'all. but uh just to break this down why I'm triggered, I'm actually having my first sit down with my biological father tomorrow. You better than me. The first sit down with mine was weird too. You know what? And I w I wanna get into that. Because, of course, I come from a single-parent home from a sperm donor. I had my moment, I'm going to say maybe like 2011, where I felt like, you know, I need to have, we didn't talk about shit, but you know, I just had this moment of, all right, I'm going to stop having so much hate towards you. And it was okay for a little bit. But then you start to see people for who they are. And you wonder why you even gave that per- people the opportunity to you uh, gave that person the opportunity to be like okay i hear you out because you see some people are in it for themselves i mine is blocked on social media and blocked on my cell phone because of how he showed me who he was 
But it's crazy that he wants to have a relationship with my child, but you don't have a relationship with me. It's nor that, it's that redemption. He wants that redemption. Nor were you claiming me as a child. He has an older son. Let me tell you about his older son. He got seven children. 40 years old. He has a wife. Sometimes he won't be married. He on Facebook with a girlfriend. A different girlfriend. Sometimes they won't stop arguing with each other when they want to be married again. You claiming that 40-year-old tall seat gold mouth wearing person? Over this over here? Like what? Anyway. But no, just seriously. I tried to give the benefit of the doubt. And I'm just like, I see how people only reach out when it's beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. And I wash my hands in the situation. You can't possibly have a relationship with my seed if you don't have a relationship with your seed that created that seed. Like, how right. is it possible? Right. Yeah. And see, with me, this situation is very different. And please, the audience, I know my mom may listen to this later on, but I'm spilling the tea. So, everybody knows my dad, my, my, the person that I call my dad is my stepdad. He's no longer. Uh, he passed away about going on for years ago. What I am concerned about is that because my biological father starting to throw himself back into the picture. And when I, I say he's the easiest way back into the picture, where he's almost having a friendship with my mother. Oh, why, why am I doing the same thing, James? No lie. And I'm just like, at this point Ooh. now, and I'm I'm just, I still have not grieved my father. Right. Like my stepdad. I have not grieved him. Like, I'm not over him. I'm not ready to let him go. It's, it's hard for me to let him go. Because that was my dad. So, so for him to try to come back into the picture and be friends with my mother, and my mother's a Christian woman, she she has she knows her she has her discernment, she knows how to pick up on discernment and pick up on stuff very quickly. So she knows when he's playing games and he's not. But I understand as a woman, as a single woman, she just wants to live, you know, and I and I want her to be happy and just live, and you know. I don't mind them having a friendship, but his reconciliation needs to be to me before her. You've had your time. It's my time. I need to know why. I need to know everything. Why? Because he was telling my mama why. My mama has over you. My mama has had a wonderful marriage to a wonderful man. But the why in which you left needs to be coming to me. Hmm. Because you didn't leave her, you left me. You left me and my sister. So I need to know why. And that and my mom told me a little bit about why he did it. And I kind of, you know, my heart has been so cold for him. And then when she told me a reason why, it was more like a situational. It was a situation that he had to leave for safety reasons. And that I could, you know, I can have empathy for. But I really need to find out from him if, if that's true. If that is true and that is a genuine explanation, I can 
possibly have a small empty empty empathy and 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 forgiveness but it's gonna it's gonna take a while and see uh, with my father i sat down with him probably right around the time i met alexis not too long after i met mm. her and I, st- I don't know how i feel about it like i'm friends with him on facebook i'm friends with his wife on facebook i don't talk to him i talk to my sister that he my sister that his other daughter every now and again and they reach out to me every now and every once in a while check on me but you know, I don't know how to take him. Like I don't know how to like my dad. Like is my like you dad. Like my like you said is my stepdad. He's married to my mom now. He's been there for me for the longest time. Even though we butt heads from time to time, we don't see eye to eye sometimes because you know for whatever reason that's my dad. He looks out for me if I need something. He may give me hell about not want to do it, but he still do it. That's my dad. I love him. But my biological dad, when I sat down with him and like I don't know. He didn't really give me a reason why he wasn't there for me. He just said that, you know, he wasn't around and that he felt like if his kids wanted to see him, they'd come look for him. And that was his excuse. Mm, and that kind of like, that kind of like pushed me away a little bit because I'm like, well, if you really cared about your child, uh, uh, you have a you have a legacy out here. You have something from your bloodline walking rocking on this earth, and you mean to tell me that you're just gonna wait for them to come seek you out? Right, and that kind of—that's what my yeah—that kind of pushed me away from him a little bit, and like, and now I do. I am a little salty that my mama been collecting child support on me. Bone still collecting child support on a twenty-year-old man, but you want to go ahead? Oh no, she broke me off some. Like when, like it was, oh, okay. a, it was a moment where I was behind on my car note at one point, and she said, "How much you need?" And I said, "Okay," and she broke me off. And then one day she talked about it, how she's still getting child support. I was like, "Wait." With my with my cut at mama, crazy. she said, "Yo, that went to your car note." I said, "Oh, that mine." <laughs> and I said, now, "My daddy told me now the only reason the last time we had to stay down was at his mother's funeral, and he talked to me, and I knew he was in an emotional state, so I didn't necessarily press the issue. But he told me he just wasn't really ready for kids and blah blah this and blah 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 blah, 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 blah. which that's a typical ass black man answer." You ain't ready for kids, but you want to stick your dick in my mama and 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 raw and do all the adult things of a husband, but you didn't want to have kids. I get it. I get it. I, I don't. Get you know, it. I, you you want to be grown, but you don't want to be grown. That's what I don't. Understand. Right, right, right. I I get that, but that I don't get it. Right. You know. I mean, don't get so, me wrong. I think everybody loves to enjoy the raw sex every now and again, but. You have to think about every time you have sex that there's a consequence. Mm-hmm. You come up with yeah. there's there's diseases that you come up with, and then there's also the chance of a child. You have to be ready for both. Yep. So then I popped out from here, and it was just it to me it wasn't. He was talking about he wasn't ready to be a father. To me, I didn't. I seen him as my dad for those like six years. But I remember, the, I remember the times we have spent. You know, that's what I remember. That's how I visualize father. You know, the 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 times we spend, the time spending, uh, taking care of me or whatever the case may be. But you, I was, I would, I don't, I wasn't really expecting you to do everything that you did. Andrew did 
because it was kind of like he came in what is that like pre-adolescent pre pre puberty like eight nine so of course the experience is going to be different so i wasn't expecting him to come in and do all that but i was just expecting him to be there that's it he couldn't even do that my head an excuse because my mom was in the military, so she went to Desert Storm for like a couple of years. So I was two, and I lived with Mama my. Shoot me, honey. <laughs> I live. I live with my aunt, with the person that I with now. But my first two years of life was with her. So his excuse was that my aunt would not allow him to see, which was a lie. So he uses that as an excuse as to why he wasn't there back in the day. So I'm just like, that's a that's an excuse because I know her as a person would she would not allow that to happen. You know what I'm saying? If you don't so, want me, then don't talk to me. It's like you telling lies, like, but it also never affected me because I grew up with father like figures like uncle that she was married to at the time. Then with my cousin's dad, and then my cousins. You know, they like they're seven years, seven and then fourteen years older than me because we all like mm. seven, seven, seven. So I had those male figures. So I never really had the, the opportunity of missing out on him being around. Mm-hmm. But it's just still like, don't come with no BS and be telling me, you know, well, such and such stop me because no, if you, if, cause I'm gonna tell you like this, when it comes to my child, no one's gonna stop me cause that's my child. Right. We gonna figure out a way. So you telling me for that many months, you didn't try hard enough. And then as the years progress, you still didn't try hard enough. So mm-hmm. I feel like you chose the route that you wanted to choose. But it's just funny that you say it with the whole friendship thing because I noticed him trying to formulate a friendship with mine. And I'm like, how I am? I was like, I, you know, the manipulative things and the things that were done and things that were said in the past. Like, I don't even know how you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Even having that friendship, but that's here neither. Cause my mom, my mom told me, you know, she was my, she wanted my input in it, and if it was something that I really did not want to happen, she would take into consideration and not pursue the friendship with him. And I'm not, you know, I want my mother to be happy. She, you know, she's done, she's done her due diligence. She's done her due. This is, you know. For the past, for the, you know, these next four years, I'm going to be completing my goals for her. But she's done her thing. So I don't really necessarily care, but I do care. Because <laughs> if I come into the house and I see him in in my house, I don't want to be triggered. And I don't want to pop off. Because, bitch, if I catch you, even at the kitchen table, that my step daddy paid for <laughs> i'm gonna kill you, you dishes if yeah. i see a picture if i see a, a picture of you in this house i'm gonna hit you if i see a toothbrush in this house i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you daddy i'm dead serious i am telling him that tomorrow he cannot have a toothbrush over here not at all he probably gonna laugh it off he he like, think he, like, he gonna, I said friends. I didn't say move in. Truly, because you better have a traveling bag every time you come over here. 
Shit, don't even have no traveling bag. Let me know you finna go home. Mm. <laughs> like, Look, I'm gonna just sit here at yep. the table till you leave, partner. Right, fine. Bring, bring yourself and your wallet mm. and let me know you about to exit stage left mm -hmm. at the end of the night. Don't stay too long now. Right. Big facts. Mm-mm. 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 Don't stay too long. Mm -mm. So my mom, I'm not going to lie. My mama said some stuff talking about some uh, friends with benefits. I looked at the phone. I was like, friends with benefits? Yeah. You haven't hit that old thing back. You want that old thing back. I say, Lord Jesus. No, Lord. I say, no, ma'am. Baby James. Not that old day. Not that old thing. You know, you just I'm 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 grown, you know. Nature calls and I just feel like I just need to hop up on that horse more again. I was like, Mama, no, ma'am. You just I'm like, can you just do, can, can we just find you? A, I need to find my mama. I'm just trying mama. to put it in reverse. A companion. I need to find my mama a companion or somebody. Cause then and then it messed up because I was out of town, and he swooped in because he took her to to dinner for Mother's Day. Mm. I was out of town. He probably called up. What James doing for you for Mother's Day? Oh, she like, is bad and bruised. Oh. Hey, you want me to take you over there to the to the Copeland? No, he went. They went to the Piccadilly. Ah, he, what? How you gonna? How you gonna take that lady to the buffet where you could have took her to the uh place where they order with a menu? See, I'm taking her to Longhorn. You, see, that's, that's the problem. That's that's what what see, I'm taking that's her to Longhorn. She deserved a steak. That's what she should have took. Right. Mm. She over there trying to take her to the to the buffet. That cold ass food sitting out there. Right. I should take look a Saturday. Look, 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 look. I should take her. I should take come Saturday. I should take both of them Saturday and pay both of their meals. Look, look, we talking mess, but maybe that's all he could have afforded at the time. Maybe. I don't care. His mama deserved to be wine and dine. So if you can't take him, if you can't do take it. her somewhere, don't do it. You know what? Y'all know what? I'm feeling some because I got corn. You know, I've got corn. You know, they take them both out. He, he he better not order a goddamn steak. She can order a steak. You better not. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm, not gonna do that. I'm just gonna take my mobile on her own. But see, I could be a I can be a real petty motherfucker as a toy. Mm. I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I'm just gonna hey, take her out. What y'all doing? What y'all gonna give me for my birthday next week? Already. Uh, he said already. See, you gonna get you a, a Taco Bell meal? Yeah, wait, what? Wait, what? I'm gonna say you find out when you cash up. You can go get your Taco Bell meal. You know the little box meal. They come with everything, whatever little box they. You wait. Have. You wait till September. Girl, what you can have a Taco Bell birthday meal? Like what kind of? You wait till September. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send somebody to your house to bring you all riding flowers for your birthday. Riding flowers. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm gonna send. I'll make sure he sent all riding flowers, but one, one good rose in the bunch. That's some stuff I would do, kids. Stop playing. Cause I would do it for real. <laughs> To somebody, <laughs> just just BSB that pen and then tip him and tell him bring you some chocolate covered strawberries. Well, he ate all of them but one. What 
the hell? I'll just play. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I'm not gonna play with you. Try to think about it. Let me pay for this party first. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with y'all. You take care of that baby. It was gonna be a small shindig, and then everybody said, Well, can I invite this person? Can I invite this person? No, it's Corona. Well, you know. <laughs> we can't blame it on Corona no more. Since they said mask off. I got a private shit. I'm still wearing masks. Uh, I got right. a private room, so it won't be nothing too crazy. But that's all I'm saying. Go take that baby bowling. Go take that baby bowling. She goes to uh, it's like the little adventure park thingy. That sounds fun. Wish I could go. I have my binoculars watching them boys. Uh-uh. <laughs> you keep your hands off of that one right there, sir. Uh-huh. She is, I come is around she... with my gun on my side. Sir, get your hands off. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You can't I touch. Mean, she, she ain't there yet, but I already know that I'm going to have to worry about it coming oh, soon. And, I'm just and that's like, another just... thing, though, with being a father, like being a parent, like, you a father, you have a baby, and you a little girl, and you not worried about protecting that baby? I come on, man. Even when you're having a son, you're not even worried about making sure you protect your, your, your wife or your sister. Not when you're not there. Like, man. Get that. Get that. Girl, little girl, little girl, little girl. I don't know who you, you who your family is. What's going on? Listen. You know that's how it is. Who who your who your mama? Oh, okay. Who your people? Okay, you can go on. Okay. That was another thing I was thinking about too. Like me and Lexi had a debate about that last night because we was watching that uh, the reality show with Chance, and then one girl got called the B word, and she got harder mad because somebody quote unquote disrespected her by calling her the B word to the point where she was ready to throw hands over just that one word, and uh, he was telling Jocelyn under under his breath like. You see why I couldn't take her home to my family? And it's because, and me and Lexus was like, she was like, um, why, why is it that uh, she can't come around your family? Or she shouldn't have to be worried about coming around your family. And sister and third, I said, I said that because with a black family, if you're bringing a female or somebody that you're dating around, they have to have that thick skin because they want to test you to see if they can be comfortable around you. And, that, and that's what exactly that's all it is. They want to test you because I've seen an uh, interracial couple on TikTok to where the guy said her husband is white. She's black. He's like, I want to make macaroni for the family. She warned him not to, but he did it anyway. And then they clowned him. But, he, you know, he, he took it like a man. He took it. out. He, like, he ain't worried about it, whatever. He took it. And then later on down the line, they had gotten to it on TikTok. But it, they were just playing. But she was like, nobody told you to make no macaroni for my family. I warned you not to do that. <laughs> But it's just he came, he came through with the box macaroni and didn't know that they needed to bake it. No, it wasn't even box macaroni. He he was like he made it from scratch. But I guess how he made it just it hit, I don't know. It just didn't hit right with the family and and stuff like that. So and that's why I told Lex like you know, fam. Some black people, some black folk will mess with you to the point that. But if you soft hearted and and when your feelings on your sleeve, you can't come. You can't be around certain families or certain people. 
Because they just be playing with you, and they just want to see how far they can push you. So, I don't know. That was just something I thought that that was a good little debate. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, if you want to be around my family, you got to have some people. Facts. Blood or not blood. Right. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to, like, my family, though, they're they not going to talk to you. I mean, they'll ask you questions, but they're not going to ask the important questions until you leave. Like, like James, if you came by with somebody that you that you in a relationship with, and then they're they going to they gonna talk to you. They're going to kiki with you and, you know, treat you just the nicest way. But they're not going to talk about you behind your back. They're just going to ask questions about shit they notice. Like, okay, why did he look like that when I said this? Why did he act like that when I said this? What's wrong with him? Is there something wrong with you? Something you need to tell me. They they just gonna be like that. They ain't gonna be disrespectful about it. They just gonna be like, we just gonna ask you questions when they leave, <laughs> like after, <laughs> like after interview thing or something. Yep. Yeah. Where Amy go? Amy? Oh, so let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all uh, something. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't let we lost you for a second. Oh, no. I was reading something. So let me tell you what I tried. So we have a CBD store. Oh, you finally tried oh. weed? Don't worry. I got some. I ain't gonna finally try weed. Because I haven't been high multiple times years back in the day. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, you know what? To find out if a strand of THC is legal in mm -hmm. here, not you know, in some in the states where it's not legal, like, anyway, I didn't get the kind with THC, I took it out. I got the kind without just the CBD because I have CBD or my esthetician makes CBD products, so I use it on my face anyway. But to help me with my anxiety, I was wanting to. But I still have a little bit of driving anxiety, especially if someone else is driving and try to get on the highway. And I just feel like I don't have control the way I do when I drive. So it freaks me out. And then just anxiety, period. So I was like, it's a CBD store that's by the Starbucks that I'd be going to if I don't go to the Starbucks Target. And so I was at Starbucks yesterday and I he tried to go to the CBD store. And the people were so damn friendly. And it was like everything in the world, of course, the CBD in it. And, you know, some of the stuff is THC and blah, blah, blah. So the man was explaining to me everything. And he was breaking it down. I was just like, damn. So I went ahead and decided to get some that didn't have THC. And so um, yesterday was my favorite. So I came home and I took one. And I left and went to my aunt. She went to go get oil transfer her car so she went to her dealership so she had to get on the highway to get there when i tell you i had no like i didn't have any anxiety i didn't have any sure it's like nothing with it's just like i was mellowed the fuck out i was like i'm going to be taking these fucking cbd gummies to mellow the hell out i'm not gonna do it often so bad. i'm not gonna do it often he explained to me he was like you know, the ones without the THC, he like, um, he explained what the difference was. He said, I can't say that it won't show up in a drug test. He's like, it probably won't, probably will. No, I can't really say that. 
But I wasn't trying to miss the ones in THC. I don't know. I said I wasn't ready for that. I'm going to try that out. But. I just, no, nah, I take the ones without. Like I want the ones. Work. I'm enjoying the ones without. But that both shit. Of them. I, took, I took one today to go visit my friend. They don't need to know a friend again to talk about it too much. I was mellowed out because I'd be having like major, like, I just have anxiety regardless. And I feel like the older I get, the more fucking anxiety I have because I overthink shit and, you know, whatever. But that shit mellowed the, it was, I got some peach rings. When I say oh, mellowed me out. I want some. I'm not seeing some. I'm not seeing some. Yeah, I'm I'm dead at serious. I got I got your cash up. Uh, yeah, I'm have to, I'm gonna do it. I I just signed up for them people with rewards program and everything. Thirst. <laughs> like, like, have you ever been here before? I was like, no. He said, well, you want to sign? Because I just because that's all I want. Get. Like I want like candy and stuff like that. You know, especially I don't know. I don't yeah, really know how this gonna affect my you know situation. That's yeah, coming up. I need to. Uh, yeah, it it's gonna help you relax. Let me see a picture. They had they had a relaxing They had a they had caramel candies with it in it, lollipops. It was I like, know. yeah, sign up with our. The week thing. before, the week before, I'm be nervous. Rick. I'm not messing with this shit, Wendy. Let me see. Yeah, I can't have it the day before. I gotta, I gotta make sure I get it in before. Uh, Go ahead, get floating, floating. Liquid, the three day liquid uh, diet. No, he's not gonna be floating. He's just gonna be relaxed. It's not gonna. Uh, I got a little procedure uh, Tuesday. You know, stick a tube down my throat. Check for anything. I can't wait for this movie to come out. I'm gonna tell the doctor. Um, it may go down smooth. I got skills. Oh my god! <laughs> you shouldn't have any trouble because you know I got skills. Okay. Ain't no gag reflection. Oh my god! Man, June 11. Need to hear you so I can see In the Heights. I can't wait to see that movie. Watch In the Heights. Hmm. In the Heights, or watch the Heights. In the Heights, it's the dude that was in Hamilton. He helped make the movie, I think. Uh, Lemon and Will Miranda, or whatever. Yeah, that's what I think. The one that was in um, She's Gotta Have It. The series on Netflix, he played Mars. It's the uh, he light skinned and got freckles. Yeah. If I was mad, I wanted to make enough money so I could have them all. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a having a play, you know, boy of Mars or you know someone that's just silly. And well, Anthony, is Anthony Ramos. Mm, that, no, that yeah, that's yeah. his name. Okay, I think yeah. that is his name. He got fur. He, let me see. I follow him. He got freckles and curly hair. Yeah, I think that's him. I didn't finish watching Hamilton. I was trying to watch it and not watch it because I feel like 
Mm-hmm. I love Hamilton. Hamilton opened, had me uh, <laughs> question about American history, about uh, th- that mess was nothing but uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Without Jerry Springer being there. Yeah, that's him. He definitely, he played more than, um, what's it called? That was my first time being introduced to him. He got a nice voice. Oh my god. This lady here. Oh, he, he, oh, he did play John Lawrence. Two sets okay. of boobs. Dang, she had two sets of boobs. Who got two sets of titties? I'm sorry. This is, you know, the before and after pictures. I'm in this group. And she got she got the boobs and then had the, the, the or like she got an extra pair, like it's not an extra pair of boots, but the way her fat is distributing, it looks like an extra pair of boots. Titties. It's crazy. White people have some weird bodies. Black mm-hmm. people too, when they get big. Yeah, when you lose weight too, my boots are already big, but I feel like they extra big. I'm so worried. Look, I'm not gonna lose. I'm trying not to make sure I don't lose none of my 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 chest area when I get my uh you know skin removal because I want my cleavage. I want me some male cleavage. Titties. Man, I'm trying to make it muscle as, as muscle as possible, but I want my male cleavage. I want to be able to knock a bitch out. When I walk back in the building, speaking of building, are y'all ready to go back into the building if you wanted to? Nope. 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 I'm not either. Well, that's why I have to That's why I have to fix the handle time, so I ain't got to worry about going back into the building. I ain't got to worry about it either. My performance goes right back up. Real. Right That might as well just mm-hmm. let people. Amy, can I work at your job in front of my room? I think you can. And what do you do again? Well, to get where I get, I don't know if you can just jump in. So you might have to start on the phones, and that's probably not something you want. But, uh. <laughs> well, I won't. I'm on it. I want it, Amy. I'm going oh. in my life. Oh, Lord. Now, I oh, the peach rings. rings. Oh, my God. The peach rings. Oh, I just see. Um, what do I do? Okay, so I work for this furniture company. I don't want to disclose my. It's basically a furniture company that has like sister furniture companies all in one. So I do their social media. So when people go to like the Instagram and oh. Facebook and the Twitters and they like the pages and stuff, and if they have issues, it's basically like it's a system we use that compiles Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram together. So it looks like a feed, like a uh, like an Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they have like any issues or whatever, they comment under that. So you take care of. You ask them to DM or you ask them to email, or if they DM you, take care of it through that. So you're basically doing custom service stuff, but through social media. Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> I got lucky as hell because. Um, my aunt's co-worker, I guess, has, like, somebody that she knows that worked there. And so she said they was hiring her. She said what I need to do. 
And so um, when I did the stuff, it's, it's crazy because when you do the interviews, you're doing stuff, you're, you're recording it. It's not like someone calls you and like, hey, like you're answering the questions and you're making a video of yourself. Hmm. So I sent it in. And so then I got all the stuff back and like what I needed to do and all that type of stuff. So then I started and I was on the phone talking to the customer. And then I had like a shitty ass schedule because I had to work until 39. So, you know, for one, I'm used to 8 to 430. I hadn't talked to customers. Shit, it, it's been years because, you know, we were dealing with text. And even before we were dealing with text, I was in that directory department where we weren't talking to nobody. So it was a crazy thing. And then the schedule too, because of course, little mama coming home halfway through my schedule, you got to have her be quiet. So they don't hear the background. It was just a lot. And then them people, it's a high end furniture store. So these people are crazy. Like even on social media, like people are psychotic. Like they are crazy, crazy. So I'm just like, Ugh. I used to VCO like almost every night I could. So anyway, um, that, what I do is some things that I like. Like, it gives you opportunities. If you're doing okay, they will give you an opportunity to move to another department temporary. And if you do good at that department, you can stay there. You know, if you if you don't meet or do good, you'll just end up falling back to whatever department you came from. Hmm. So I remember, like, the lady hit me up. I put in, I had put in for social media. I think the email team. And some other thing. And she hit me up for social media because it was, it was, I started in August, but training was super long. So I really didn't start actually being on the phones until September. So I was lucky to switch over to this team in like October. And so she, um, some of us are furniture trained. Like you have to be trained on like furniture to different names and all this other shit. And some people are just trained just for like sales. For like seasonal. So the class that I came in with was furniture training, which I'm looking like I started full time furniture training and went to seasonal. So when she got to me, she was like, Oh, you furniture training, like that's perfect or whatever. So then I started doing this group. So it was a $75, uh, 75 cent raise from what I started with. Oh, oh. And just moved forward. And I've been stuck with it. And like I got at least three, four raises since hmm. then. I've been with them since August 2019. Okay, I got that bonus check out of nowhere. It's just I like it it can still be stressful because some of the people still do the freaking most on social media. But I don't have to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Which is a blessing. And then I got an eight to four thirty schedule. That's what I'm talking about. Because the lady was like, Well, I only got like eight to four I said I'll take it. I will take it. Okay, and she was like, I only got 8 to 4 30, still being off on Thursday and Friday. I said, I will take it. And then, even with my off days being Thursday and Friday, like I thought about going to Saturday and Sunday, but I also thought about what if I need some business or something I got to take care of? And I can easily do it on a weekday. Like if I got to make a doctor's appointment or something where, you know, the business hours are normal on a weekday versus trying to go on. Yeah, I gotta see if we hiring though, cause I don't know. They used to post stuff, but I don't know like if we're hiring internally or if we hiring the other people because we need people. Cause people still buying furniture through a pandemic, and they acting a the fool like it's not a pandemic going on. And a lot of our furniture is customized, 
So you still got vendors who don't have materials to produce furniture. Mm. Them people clowning. What the hell? I just, and then I gotta do. Man. Oh, I do Better Business Bureau stuff too. So you know when they go on Better Business Bureau complaining about stuff. Oh yeah. I gotta be one of them people handling that too. Oh, dang that's the sound, one thing I do hate. You sound like uh, the keg or keg or lake stuff. Mm-hmm. The keg and the social media thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to those hoarding gas, could you please save some for Amazon, UPS, and FedEx? I need my packages. You know what? And, and speaking of, we in, in certain states they've locked down the schedules for pick because of the gas. Another thing, has the text been going for y'all since all this stuff has transpired, even before it transpired? Because I know y'all no longer was dealing with them, and I know they hated it because, of course, they got used to us. They so hate what? They, so, they don't. They hate it because they don't call that number at all. They send that order right on back if it's wrong. Yeah, they don't even waste their time no more. They don't even waste their time calling number no more. So, were they still, like, doing the electronic stuff? Like, you remember, you remember they was making them do it through the phones? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Most of them, probably, most of them are, but I don't, you still got the ones that's old school that ain't there. So just send that damn water back. Yeah, them was the crazy days. Mm-hmm. There's so many changes here. The damn tech don't know what to do half the time. You already know they don't like change. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yes, yeah, to all those to all those people out there getting that gas, you know, you can't get your can't get your services. You know, Comcast can't come fix your dog on internet when it's out because the shortages, you know, gas shortages, or you know, can't get I your get UPS packages and get your can't get that check. If you if you're getting a check in the mail, you know, that first of the month check, then you know, you get it in the mail. It was a dude that did a skit on Instagram. They had pulled up to a gas station in a Tesla, and the dude in like Seen a it. FedEx truck pulled up. He's like, Y'all trying to get in? He said, No, it's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes oh, it so darn funny. I got to send y'all something that I started recording from Instagram. <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen this before. It's about the dude going to a drive-thru. <laughs> he was, uh, she was like, bippity-boppity-boo. What do you got? Uh, how might I help you? And he's like, clickety-clackety-fuck. This is, he's like, clickety-clackety-duck. This is what the fuck I want. <laughs> I think I've seen <laughs> that. I know what you're talking about. Ooh-wee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug, this is the fuck I want. I couldn't stop laughing. That's when they. So I feel like we should go ahead and uh, end this on this note right here because it's amazing. Okay, okay. Ready to go? Get ready to go to the club. I was at the club one night. One more child throwing up gang sign in her toes. I'm sorry. What? Let's end this. Oh. Like, subscribe, comment. We don't have no YouTube. Well, we do, but whatever. I don't maintain subscribe it like I should. To our, subscribe to our Instagram. Yeah. All right, bye. Love y'all. <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye.